Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this Wag Wednesday, October 18th, 2023. This sports program starts now. Football is certainly happening in abundance, and there's a lot of stories for us to talk about today. There's an old veteran wide receiver that signed with a new team yesterday. That's obviously spectacular. There's a quarterback that is undergoing season-ending surgery right here in Indianapolis. That is terrible that's happening. There's allegedly a college quarterback that hasn't even made it into the NFL yet that is looking for a percentage of an NFL team. But we have found ourselves yet again right in the middle of quite a controversy in the football world. And before we go any further, I'd love to introduce the people that are here today. Nine-year NFL vet, host of the Man to Man podcast and everything DB, Darius J. Butler. Debo, we appreciate you, pal. One half of the hammer, Don Cowboys. Tone Diggs is here looking spectacular on this glorious day. In the toxic table is only half filled with our guy at Ty Schmidt. Now, why is Ty Schmidt sitting alone at the toxic table, you ask? Well, here's the deal. Mm -hmm. Once again, this particular program has found itself right in the middle of a situation. Sure. Now, you go back before we were on ESPN, you can think of anything that has basically happened in sports, and somehow this dumbass show (laughs) is somehow probably involved. We don't look to be a part of these types of things. This is not a game plan. We're literally in here just shooting from the hip, having conversations however we can, with whoever we can, and trying to make sports as fun as possible. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, we might have been used. Maybe. No way. Now, that's a... About face for Darius J. Butler where he says no way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tone Diggs, I think, feels the same yep, exact I way. Do. And We had the incredible honor to chit-chat with what we thought incredible honor to <laughs> chat with Marianne Doe, mm-hmm. who was the Los Angeles Chargers super fan. And we all watched her on Monday night ride the wave of the Chargers game against the Cowboys that they inevitably would end up losing by three points or less, which they have done more than any other team in NFL uh, over the last year and a half except for the Denver Broncos. Just heartbreaking loss after heartbreaking loss after heartbreaking loss for Marianne Doe mm-hmm. and all the Chargers fans. That's right. She got a lot of airtime on Monday night. Yeah, mm-hmm. she did. Then she came on our show on uh, Tuesday. Yeah. We had a full convo with this lady. We did. Love and I want to let you know, if we fell in love with Marianne. Yeah, we? hard not to. Stole my heart. The passion she had while she was talking to us about the passion she has for the Los Angeles Chargers. At one point, whenever she was talking to us, not even at the game, when she was talking to us, veins were popping out of her forehead because she was so intense about the Los Angeles Chargers. Then the internet does what the internet does. Yep. And they certainly started looking up everything in Marianne Doe's past. Yeah, they did. Is this a fugaze? Is this not a fugaze? Yeah which led to a pro football talk article. Marianne Doe didn't just do our show. No, she went and spoke to TMZ. And TMZ, we know they will get to the bottom of it. Everything. They will get to the bottom of it. And by the time she talked to TMZ, the internet had already seen a picture of Marianne Doe with her face painted at a Minnesota Vikings game doing the same stuff that she was doing for the Chargers. And pro football talks Mike Florio, who is a eternal optimist. Sure. You know, super duper positive. Absolutely. Always trying to find the good in everything, you know? Not, you know, that is, we love Florio, but boy, Florio is one of the best at being like, 
mm, this sounds like bullshit, and going all the way in. Over-the-top passionate L.A. Chargers fan admits she's also a fan of the Minnesota Vikings, too, while soaking up every ounce of attention coming from last night's wow. viral moment. I actually clicked on the article here because I was like, oh, I feel like I've been used here. I feel like I've been yeah. part of this entire thing. And if you read Mike Florio's article on Pro Football Talk, he would say, yeah, you did get used. She's been looking to do this for a long time. She was trying to do it with the Vikings, then she did it with the Chargers. So Florio's article leads to the rest of the internet going, oh, this is, this is a plant. Yep. This is a fake. Yep. This is Fugaze, which leads to one of the random aggregators of NFL information on the internet these days, ML Football, which... You know, ML football has been wrong about a lot of things. Sure. ML football has also quoted a lot of things that are right. So it's just like the game you play on the internet. But ML football puts out a tweet. Caught red-handed. <laughs> the Chargers fan that went viral last night for her celebration and reaction is a paid actor, it appears, oh. via NFL memes and pro football talk. Now, Mike Florio never said she was a paid actor. No. Mike Florio was alluding to the fact that she was just looking for the attention. But after talking to Marianne Doe, we all loved Marianne yes. Doe. We said, excuse me. We actually got some information from some people that potentially set up the Marianne Doe connection for us that said, what are you talking about? Her kid plays for Dwight. You don't, yeah. you don't think she just gets all jacked up for her kids? So Boston Connor, of yeah. all humans. Yeah. Boston Connor, of all humans, decided to chime in on the internet and go, I usually would ignore a fake story. However, this lady is too good of a person to let this slide. Hell yeah. Her son plays on the Vikings in his local league. So guess what? Not only is she a real Chargers fan, but she's a super mom who went all out for her son's football game, wearing face paint and spending money to get a real Adam Thielen jersey. I'm all for a good conspiracy theory, which we know. Yeah. But this lady is just a weapon of support for her family and her favorite team. This tweet would end up going. Yep. Okay, this would be the tweet that was representing Marianne Doe yeah. and the authenticity of her fandom on Monday night that we all watched. And he did it because we talked to her. Look, he says, this lady's too good of a person for everybody <laughs> just to be killing her. Exactly. Yeah. This tweet would go, this is the biggest tweet that Connor's ever had. 13 and a half million views on this particular tweet. So, now, ladies and gentlemen, there's only one thing to do. Boston Connor has a prepared statement that he will be reading live from the Capitol. Connor, take it away, pal. Thank you, Pat. My fellow Americans, over the past few days, a single Chargers fan has split the sports world in half. A woman who goes by the alias or name Marianne Doe is who I currently speak of. Miss Doe, not Jane, has been the center of the newest NFL controversy that people are debating. Maybe she is a plant. Maybe she's not a real fan. Now, I fancy myself a hardcore conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Birds are government drones. Antarctica isn't made of ice. <laughs> Climate change. Planes disappearing. JFK, the royal family, the Denver airport, depending on what news articles I saw that day, the pandemic, all fall under the category of things I could and sometimes do believe in. After coming on the program known as the Pat McAfee Show, I bought in to the artist known as Marianne Doe. As I watched her get buried on the internet, seeing things like, this lady probably isn't even a mother. 
<laughs> this lady is an AI robot sent to harvest our organs. Why is it Aaron Rodgers Tuesday and we aren't talking about vaccines? I thought to myself, I like this lady. And I should say somebody. Or something or figure it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I volunteered myself, as Pat mentioned, as a helping hand to aid Miss Doe with the internet trolls, if you will. I was told that Miss Doe wore her Vikings jersey because of her son's pop football team <laughs> in support of her sweet little Asian boy and her brothers. Now, I don't know if her son is good at football or not, okay? But I do, I do know I believe Miss Doe wholeheartedly, start to finish. With all that being said, at the end of the day, I regret to inform everyone, I don't know what's real here. I want to believe in Marianne, so, so I posted on X in her defense, and little did I know, little did I know that she might also have been a Vikings fan this whole time. I don't know if Ms. Doe's a real fan. I don't know if she's a real person. I don't know what to believe anymore about anything. But I do know that if she is a robot, that's how I want them all to act. Not just the robots, either. Humans, robots, whatever, whatever thing you are. When you're at a football game, Marianne Doe put on a clinic. On how to act as a football fan. I'll leave you with two things. Two pages. Number one, I will never ever under any circumstances <laughs> for the rest of my life help anyone. <laughs> no matter what. And lastly, number two. And this one you should probably think about for a little. Maybe we're all plants. Thank you. Thank you, Connor. Hop on your plane. Well said, yep. Get back in front of the Capitol. Yeah, safe trip. Rejoin us if you can here on, uh, here on the set. He was breaking down a little bit oh, there. Yeah. yeah, as he, he should be. He was messed up from this whole thing. I think we all have been, to be honest with you. Yesterday I was watching it all unfold. And, uh, you know, because getting her on the show yesterday was a big deal. Awesome. You I, I was incredibly pumped about what was happening on the show when she came on. I was thinking to myself, Look at us just putting all the conspiracies to rest. Look at all these internet people that want to see this lady get kind of crucified and want to know that the NFL is paying somebody to act that way. Chargers, more specifically, yeah. are trying to prove that they actually have fans yeah. and that they have a super fan that's going to go in there. And we have Ron, and I genuinely bought in, much like Connor. Oh, yeah. And then Florio and TMZ yep. and the internet start going, nah, nah, nah. And as soon as we read that she said she was also a Minnesota Vikings fan, and then as soon as I read what Florio said, I all of a sudden, the man who wants to believe that everything awesome is true, I started to have doubts myself. Yep. And at that point, I go uh, back to X and see what's going on, and I take a little look-see at old Connor's mm -hmm. you know, Twitter account. Yeah. He was the voice was. of Marianne Doe uh -huh. in the face of the entire internet turning on Marianne Doe. And Connor, thank you for making it back to the studio yeah, in time. Yeah, wow. mm -hmm. It was really hard on you, I think. Last night, people were saying a lot of terrible things about you. And you didn't yeah. even mention this. You did mention all the conspiracies you believe in. But I saw one particular tweet where they actually referred to you as they 
when they're talking about cover-up. Whoa. Yeah. So, like, how the world has come to this point now, you are now the guy that's not the conspiracy theorist. No, no, no. no. You're the one covering up, battling against them. That's what they were saying. You're a mark. You're a sellout. Whoa. You're a plant sticking up for this lady. Yeah, I mean, that's ridiculous. Uh, we, we all saw it, what Marion did, and, and we were all fans. And I know they said they. I'm a he, him. So if they were talking about me, that wasn't regarding myself. True. Yeah. For the record. Uh, that 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 just for the record. That I think that's true. But that's the other great. thing is, uh, usually I don't put my phone down. When I get home, yeah, I'll be scrolling. I'll, I'll be around it for, you know, the rest of the night. But for some reason yesterday, while I was making dinner, I said, you know what? Let me just put, my, put some music on. Stick up for a lady. Yeah, send, exactly. Send out a little, hey, Marion Doe's a good person. I'm going to put my phone down. I'm going to make some dinner. I'm going to enjoy my night. Well, I picked my phone back up about 15 minutes after that tweet. Boy, oh, boy. You shouldn't, you shouldn't put your phone down, people. Mina Kimes retweeted it. Yep. She has a very active following. Uh -huh. Then Mina Kimes is following everybody. Every one of them retweeted it. Yep. And then all of a sudden, you were in the middle of uh, yeah. bang. Well, you're just trying to have a little night. Exactly. I get a FaceTime from Connor. And he goes, that's the first time that happened. And I was like, what's that? He goes, put my phone down. Come back. Holy hell, I'm in the middle of it. Yeah. He said, Mina Kimes retweeted Have you ever thought Mina? So we would like to say for this particular show, yesterday, uh, Aaron Rodgers said something. Fox News wrote about it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Last night, Connor put a tweet out. Mina Kimes and crew retweeted it. It's like, we're talking about depth here. Yeah. Okay. We're talking about having some real range. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if anybody's given us credit in that entire conversation, but you did what you thought was right. Yes. You need, and at the end there, you said your two things on page two of your speech, mm -hmm. where you said you're never what sticking up? Never ever for the rest <laughs> of my life, as long as I'm drawing a breath, I will never stand up or help anyone forever. That's a shame. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, That's a, a shame. You were it doing is. what you thought was right. I know. I love helping people, too. I loved when, when I first read your tweet, I was like, look at Con Man, yeah. Rowan, maturing. Yeah? Yeah, I was proud of mm -hmm. him. I was pumped for him. He's like, you know what? I'm sick of this. This lady's getting dragged through the mud. And then the more and more everybody starts rocking, it's like, she's like kind of asking for it almost, telling these people she's yeah. been in Because I think we, I think they could have got away with her kid's game. Absolutely. Oh, I yeah. think they could have got away with that because it wasn't an NFL stadium that that picture was in. And then Florio was like, let me get you. That was a soccer stadium. Yeah, that was the mm -hmm. StubHub Stadium. Th that was why. The reason why it doesn't look <laughs> like that is because that was a soccer stadium. It was like, yeah, that probably makes a lot of sense there, actually. I cannot thank him enough. And there's two differences between Connor and I. He goes home and he's by himself. I go home and I have a family, okay? Because I had a... <laughs> Thanks a lot, Tony. Whoa. <laughs> Reminding me all the shitty stuff in my life, huh? <laughs> I had a tweet typed up similar to that because I was tired of it too because Marianne charmed the pants off of all of us, yep. okay? We saw you wave, Tony. We saw Yeah. Yep. yeah two hands. Yeah. <laughs> that was a two wave. That's a big deal. Yeah. She, she warmed my heart up yesterday and I couldn't take it either so I was going to put out a tweet but at one point my daughter saved me. She ran up to me while I was doing it and I put my phone down Put her to bed, stuff like that. The time had passed. I said, ah, it's not worth it. Come blah, back. Blah. Let's see what's going on next. <laughs> oh, oh Connor's yeah. spreading. Yeah. Thank God. Hey, Thank God. We appreciate you sticking up for what you felt was right. Yeah. And that's the last time I'll ever do it. No. Don't don't lose faith just because of one situation. Well, yeah. And also, Marianne, though, good on. If, if you didn't get paid in my, which we don't think, like, who would? How would that happen? I mean, I guess there's people out there that think that happened, but then you'd be saying the NFL is so desperate they're paying one person. Yeah, yeah. not a chance. And is he, like, I don't, that's not happening. But if she is a fugaze, yeah. 
you know, and she's just looking for attention. It's like she put in a hard four hours. She did. You know what I mean? Went off. She put on a, yeah. in a hard four hours of real emotions and riding the wave. So, hey, keep doing it. Hey, yeah. Keep acting, Mary. Tell us, yep. though, that she's been a Chargers fan for 20 years. Maybe she she's a Vikings fan 21 years ago. Yeah, but then Thielen jersey. Okay. In the she's, new and she's, So Thielen's been around not for 20 years. <laughs> she's no. super smart. If that, Maybe we see the back just, of the jersey or just 19? Could have been true. anybody. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there's a Harrison Smith jersey right next to okay. Okay, there. Okay, there was a new yep. jersey as well, the Vikings. Okay. Yeah, so. Oh, I'm going to defend her till the day I die. Yeah, I think maybe she's just fan both teams like that. Yeah, possible. Mm -hmm. you know I mean? Oh, you respect that. I can respect that. I can't. Be a super fan. Be, be, you know, just own that part of it. You're a super fan of the Vikings. The NFL. And the Chargers. All right, let's move along here. Julio Jones is signed with the Philadelphia. Philadelphia Eagles. That's a big deal. Now, not as much chatter about that on the internet as Marianne Doe yesterday, but I do know that Julio Jones at one point signing to the Philadelphia Eagles would be top of the line conversation in every single city, in every single sports combo. The reason why it isn't now is because his stint with the Tennessee Titans was nowhere near what we thought it could have been. Now, is it because Tannehill was his quarterback? Whoa! Tannehill doesn't deserve that. Is it because the system was the system? Whoa! They don't deserve that down there in Tennessee. Is it just a bad fit? Maybe. But I remember whenever he was leaving Atlanta, if you do recall, had a phone call with Unk on live yep. uh, yeah. television on Fox where he said, yeah, I'm out of there, man. Yeah. Just trying to get somewhere where I want to win. I was big for the Colts to sign Julio Jones oh, yeah. because we didn't have enough weapons. And I wasn't the only fan of a team that was pulling for that. Mary Ann Doe was pulling for the Vikings yeah. and for the Chargers yep. to yep. sign Julio Jones. People all over the league were when the Titans ended up being the team that signed him it was surprising when it didn't work out we were all alarmed but i think a majority of people said this dude is washed d but i ask you going to the philadelphia eagles where he's third fourth fifth option okay so he's gonna yep. be facing man-to-man -man coverage all the time is there still a massive piece that julio jones can bring to this philadelphia eagles offense and why do you think they were the team to sign julio? uh Honestly, I don't think so. I don't think he's that that impactful of a player right now. You know, 34 years old, I think. You know, last two oh, years. Uh, what, let me see. 50, 55 catches in 20 games. Uh, but like you said, we'll be a you know, fourth, fifth option. And he is a first ballot Hall of Fame. He already has that resume. If he's fully healthy, you know, maybe he's got to get his legs under him a little bit. But uh, as Ty would say, a little long in the tooth oh. right now, but he is mm. still Julio Jones, so we shall see. Yeah, I didn't know he was still looking for a team, by the way. No. Because I would have been calling for him to be a Colt <laughs> for a long time. So when I saw him sign with the Eagles, I was like, I thought Julio retired. He is not retired. He's gone over there. Now, he's clearly ring chasing, I would assume, right? Because yes. before he left Atlanta, he said, I want to win. Ends up with the Titans now. They don't go on to do that type of stuff. I think, Tampa, too. Yeah, yeah. That little Tampa. Oh, yeah, you're 100% yeah. right. So now, with the Eagles, it's like, has a chance to join a team that could go on a run, and why not? Not one play a game, you know, where you need a Julio Jones type thing. Two plays a game. They're not going to expect much of them with AJ and Devontae, yep. mm -hmm. DeAndre Swift in the backfield. It's like, it's almost a perfect situation. I don't think any of us knew he was even available. No, definitely not. And I think the only thing that, like, I imagine that his foot is just done for because he's had foot issues for the last however mm -hmm. many years. So maybe that's what's still ailing him. It's just hard to think because, like, when I first saw this, I was like, oh, he could be, you know, a big target down in the red zone, you know, like you said, one to two plays, or every every time they get into the red, the red zone, he's out there. But then it's like, 
are they are they really going to throw one up to Julio Jones when you have AJ Brown who is also a physical freak and big and like yeah. a, is going to go high, high point the ball so it's tough to think that he'll make like an immediate impact but but who knows you know I mean he's like if he does two ga- if he has two games or one even one game late where Julio Jones just somehow takes over mm-hmm. you know like somehow Julio Jones takes over I think you would classify that as a success I think if you're a mm-hmm. Philadelphia Eagles Absolutely. fan and a Philadelphia Eagles front office so I was talking red zone and the only it reminded me that when Jason Kelsey was on the show, he talked about how they haven't been great in the red zone this year. So maybe that is the reason, to be honest. I love it because uh, yeah. he's going to be a mismatch for somebody somewhere. Why not? If he still got it, yeah. you know, why not? Hey, mm-hmm. good for you, Julio. Yeah. Julio. Congrats to Julio Jones. Now, I will say, sounds like Darius thinks he stinks. Got to prove. No, 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 no. no Got to prove to you, but wrong. No, here. Let's talk about something that does stink. Anthony Richardson, phenom oh. for the Indianapolis Colts, mm-hmm. will be undergoing season-ending shoulder surgery after an AC sprain happened two weeks ago in the middle of a home game against the Titans. 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 Texans. Yikes! It was the Titans. We should know. It was one of the. It ones. was the Titans. It was Vrabel's Titans. He goes down immediately on the field and starts tapping his shoulder. He walks off. We all fear the absolute worst. Then we hear it's a sprain as opposed to a collarbone or anything else like that. And then as the days have rolled on, what I'm being told is behind the scenes, not only was Anthony Richardson involved, but there was numerous doctors and trainers and physical therapists that kind of looked at his shoulder, looked at the scope of it all. And Jim Irsay's quote about it was pretty much that all roads have led to thinking about not only the now, but the future for Anthony Richardson. And they've made the incredibly difficult decision to undergo the shoulder surgery, which is ending his rookie season. Now, D-Butt, we are devastated for Anthony Richardson. We are devastated for the Indianapolis Colts and the Colts fans because when he was on the field, it was awesome. Mm -hmm. He had no idea what was going to happen. Even if a play went for zero yards, whenever he was lined up under center or in shotgun, it was like... Something could happen yep. on this particular play. He showcased the fact that he can put balls into buckets. He showcased the fact that he can run guys over, shake guys. He was making accurate reads. Was he perfect? No. But when he was on the field, there was a glimpse of hope, a Super Bowl dreams for all Colts fans. And I assume Anthony Richardson felt that as well. Yeah. What I've been told is he's <clears throat> devastated that this is the case, that his season is ending. But the big thing about Anthony whenever he was drafted is hasn't played a lot of ball. And now here we are going into week seven. He's not going to be playing ball for the rest of the year. Mm. When does he get a chance to catch up on these football reps? And how do they manage to not have this happen next year or the year afterwards? And this just becomes a big wash. I'm bummed, but I'm very, very, very worried about how this Anthony Richardson era is going to go here in India. Yeah, we we talked about it. You know, to start start your career like this, it sucks. And bummed for him. Bum for the team, you know, the, obviously the other players, because, you know, when you have a dynamic player like that at quarterback where anything can happen when you play like a Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, like a Cam Newton, like in any point. Patrick Mahomes. At, at Mahomes, of course. At any point in time, they can make a spectacular play with their arm or their leg. So um, for him to be out, it, it really, really sucks. And it's like, man, you start to think, like, is there really like a curse or something on our team? Dude, like, ooh. I mean, you start running on, through. Man. Yeah. I mean, Phil Rivers, we shot out, got yeah, us to the playoffs, yeah. but he yeah. literally he literally couldn't move. No. Nope. He couldn't move. Ankle weights. And then you got Carson Wentz comes in over there, and that was a disaster. And then Matt Ryan comes in and Disaster. <laughs> yeah, completely. I don't even know if disaster is the right word. Like worse than disaster. Like I, I don't even know. Well, beat the it, beat the Chiefs. Yeah, but like I agree. We didn't go completely defeated with him. As uh, we're close, yeah, uh, I mean, we're yeah. very close. And he didn't even finish the season. He ended up just getting benched, healthy scratch. Like, hey, 
That was it, the same year we brought Jeff Saturday? Yeah. Out of, okay. That's yeah. right. Hired yeah. Jeff Saturday yeah, at one point, that. fired a coach. We had uh, players gambling on the, on the Colts, against the Colts, yeah. in the building. People late for me. I mean, yeah. Yeah, there's a chance the curse has happened. Jeez. And I hope you're happy in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Hope you guys are living a high life up there, the brand new Lions, this and is, everything's going good. I know what the curse is, Pat. What is it, pal? Oh. You guys cut Peyton Manning. That's the curse for sure. Yeah, huge chance. Everything has gone downhill since you cut Peyton nah, Manning. Literally the year after we cut Peyton Manning, we end up in the AFC Championship with a rookie quarterback named Andrew Luck. Now, after that. Yeah, after that one. The flight gate, potentially. That kind, of oh, yeah. that kind of adds to it because I feel like the football gods, they are a vengeful bunch. They say, hey, let's give them the next one after they cut that one. But then the flight gate happens. And yeah. Let's build him up and then let's just have him retire out of okay we're talking about curses too and you're gonna curse word all over this place i can't have it maybe that just double cursed jinxed the whole thing flipped it back to your but you're right there are football gods we believe in them here now there's people watching the show that are going to say these doofuses are talking about an invisible being it's like well i can't wait to hear all the things you believe in in your life but i do believe karma in football gods exist i think they punish some teams for a long period of time to let them know you can't do that in football in this beautiful sport it happened to detroit and then peyton manning and jeff daniels swam in their piss drank whiskey right. in the stadium reversed the curse from them taking money from calvin johnson and barry sanders whenever they both decided to retire now look at the brand new lions <laughs> i'm not saying we are at a stage now where we need to be drinking our own piss and having whiskey in a bathtub in Lucas Oil Stadium, but it won't hurt. Honestly, it has been a tough team to root for. It has been a tough team to be a fan of. And then going into this season, you think about the Jonathan Taylor situation that kind of unfolded. Mm -hmm. It's like we just had the fourth pick in the draft. Now our best player is like, get me the hell out of here or pay me a bunch of money, even though running backs aren't getting it and I'm coming off my worst season where I was injured. It's like just one thing after another. And Grover Stewart, one of our best defensive linemen, he's now suspended for six games because of PED. He's been unbelievable. Can't do that. Can't do it. It's brutal. It is brutal. Yeah, it's terrible. And, and listen, in comparison to things happening in the world, Talk no problemo. Of course. Sure. If I was Marianne Doe, okay, if I was Marianne Doe, mm-hmm. I don't know how I'd be able to wake up this morning with everything that's happened to the Indianapolis Colts. I didn't hear what you just said there, but I do know that it has been difficult to be a Colts fan. Something no, we missed? I just, no, I just said we even bring up Takate. Like he's, he's yeah, talk to as well. Yeah. That could be the worst oh, part. I, I mean, you can also look back when this curse started because you mentioned what the football gods love. Football gods love more than anything the history of the game. Yeah, and the Colts unfortunately painted over most of their history and decided to eliminate it from That's from true. from Indianapolis. Not that is true. Uh, as soon as the new regime came in, that. Our coach, the people's coach, Chuck right. Pagano, was a part of. <laughs> right. They decided just to paint over all the walls inside the building that had all the history of the Colts on it. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. I see all my friends just get a gray, basic-ass, realtor gray paint <laughs> right over their face. Oh, Peyton Manning was here just, like, painted on with, like, a great moral. What, just yesterday? Not anymore. See you, Peyton. Wow. Edge. Wow. Unitas. Don't need him. Dwight Freeney. <laughs> See you later, everybody. Yep, just wow. painted right over to that basic-ass gray that they had on the wall. And that was something where I was baffled. I'm like, what are we? Oh, brand new team. Okay, we're not the Colts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, uh, we're brand new. We're the Indianapolis Grigsons. Got it. Exactly. Here we sense. go. Now, I will say, to that man's credit, he did bring Darius J. Butler into the yeah. building. Thank sure. you, And brought many of other people. 
Slow down, Debo. Easy. Hey, hey, yeah. hey. Hey, that Slow is down. true. They did bring him in, which I appreciate as well. But that whole thing might be the reasoning why. And all we hope for is Anthony Richardson for you to get healthy. Now, Gardner so. Minshew is coming off his worst game. Yeah. Okay, he's coming off his absolute worst game as a professional football player. But now he knows it's his team for the rest of the season. Now Shane Steichen knows this is the quarterback that I have. Everybody remembers what Shane did with Jalen Hurts, obviously. Sure. Because they went to the Super Bowl as the most success he had. He's done other offenses in the past. Mm -hmm. He'll be able to cook one up for Gardner Minshew. We don't have a lot of weapons. Michael Pittman Jr. is certainly a dog. What's that? Go ahead, Ty. Well, I was just going to say that is the biggest issue is I think that someone mentioned on Overreaction Monday where it's like, hey, we kind of knew this was going to happen with Anthony Richardson when it came out. It's like, hey, he probably is going to have season-ending surgery, but now the Colts like are in no man's land, you know, because I think Steichen is a good enough coach where they probably are going to win six to seven games, and they're going to miss out on being able to get one of those top end weapons that mm. they definitely covet and need. So yeah. it stinks. And to your point about Gardner, like yeah, this is his team now, but everyone else preparing for the Colts knows it's his team as well. Like he's very very effective when it's like. Oh shit, Minchu's coming in in the second quarter. Watch watch this guy. I mean, what's your deal? Well, I'm just saying he's like a he's an all-star relief pitcher. But when you slide that guy into the, into the starting role, mm, yeah. he gives up four home runs in the first well, inning, and it's actually? like, man, we got to get this guy back in the bullpen. We don't know if that's true just yet. We haven't seen a big enough sample size, but I will say it did feel as if Jacksonville knew everything that Gardner Minshew was going to do yeah. and how he was going to go about doing it, but they got a whole nother week. Joining us now is a former general manager in the NFL for the Cleveland Browns. He's been a coaching consultant advisor. He's a TED Talk giver. Ooh. He's an author, a newsletter writer, a businessman, and a host of a live show called The Lombardi Line mm -hmm. in a podcast podcast called the GM Shuffle. We have no idea how he fits all of this into his life, but ladies and gentlemen, grandpa, football legend, author of Football Done Right, Michael Lombardi. Yeah. Oh. Thank you, Appreciate you having me. Appreciate it here. I, I cannot believe any team would take down the history. You know, when you're creating a team, a sense of belonging, you've got to have a linkage to the past. It's one of the things that drives me crazy about teams that win a title. The Eagles are going to wear their Kelly Green uniforms that Chuck Bednarik wore the lat when they won the, uh, the, the they beat the Packers in the 1960 playoff game at Franklin Field. And they're going to wear those uniforms this weekend against Miami. I, I think there has to be a connection to the past. When you would go in the Patriots' kitchen, you would see where the dining room was. You would see all the ex-Patriot players up on the wall. And then Belichick would start asking the players, do you know who 73 is? Do you know who this 56 is? Yep. And, of course, the rookies have no idea. And by two weeks, everybody knows. Walsh used to say this all the time. Marines fight for Marines. So if you don't teach the history of your organization, you can't expect the current players to move forward. And I think that's one of the sins of organizations that take great pride. I mean, you're talking about the Baltimore coach, Gino Marchetti, to Johnny Unitas. Uh, the, yeah. the, there's so many great players. I mean, how could you ever possibly Lombo. paint over paint over Peyton Manning? How that's could you? Right over his face. I think they even had like uh, probably a, a Colts employee that Peyton's probably been, Very I don't want to say taken care of yeah. and, and probably like for this whole time they had it. But it was like them trying to institute a new building. You know, like it's a new regime. You know, we're ranked number 32 out of 32. It's like, well, we also just got out of the winningest decade in NFL history with a guy <laughs> who's going to be the number. It was fascinating. I was too young to have an opinion. I was the youngest guy I kept on the team. Uh, everybody else was like Vinatieri. Mathis, I forget it. Uh, maybe Costanzo, but yeah, I was I was just the youngest guy, mm -hmm. so I couldn't really say anything or think anything. But I certainly was like, 
why are we painting over my friends? Why, why, are we, why are we just cut them all and now we're painting over their face? Yeah, it was interesting. It was certainly an interesting thing. But if they had to go back, I assume they would do it the exact same because that's how they feel and that's how most people feel. Let's move along. Julio Jones signs with the Eagles. You talk about them. Now, we all know the weapons that they have. They have Batman, little Batman. They have a running back in Swift that's unbelievable. Jalen is seemingly second-guessing himself more than he has in the past. We hope that he'll be able to get through that, get the confidence back. What does Julio Jones provide for them, and why do you think they made the signing? And did we know that Julio Jones was still available? I, I, I didn't think so, because last on his last experience at Tennessee, it didn't look like he had a lot of juice left in his lower body. Now, maybe with some time off and he's healthy and he's not hurt, he does, and the Eagles obviously are going to put him on their practice squad and find out. Look, for Philly, it really comes down to their balance, right? I mean, when you go through their season, they went to Tampa. I think they rushed for 208 yards against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on that day. The remaining four teams or five teams that have played Tampa have rushed for 217 yards. Nobody could run the ball on Tampa except Philly. And Philly needs to run the football. That's who they are. They're a run team. And last week against the Jets, when they couldn't run the ball, they put a lot of responsibility on their passing offense. And that, and with, the, with Driscoll at right tackle and a new right guard, all of a sudden, Hurts is getting hit way too much. So I don't understand the move. I'm sure there's a reason for it because when I looked at the Eagles team, it wasn't that we needed another receiver. Is we better get that right tackle position handled because without Lane Johnson, we don't play as well. Okay. Are you worried about the Eagles long-term here after what you saw against the Jets? No, I like them this week against Miami. I, I think if Jalen Carter's back, I think, look, the Phillies good defensively, right? And they're going to pressure inside against Miami. It's going to be a windy game in Philadelphia this weekend. There's going to be wind all through the East Coast, 15-mile-an-hour wind in Baltimore, Detroit. You know, there's going to be a lot of wind. This game's interesting in the sense that – I love those uniforms, by the way. This game's going to be interesting because Philly can pressure inside out. What has created problems for Miami? Pressure inside. When you go back and watch that Buffalo game, Daquan Jones was really good. He was really good. He was he he was the reason to had to get rid of the football. I, I think Philly will play well, and I think look, Miami's defense hasn't been able to stop anybody. Frankly, I think Philly will run the ball and move the ball effectively. Jalen Ramsey back at practice too. He's way ahead of schedule. That's good news out of Miami. That hey, what you yeah. just said there, I think is. Uh... I don't know if a lot of people are going to feel that way because Miami's just viewed as the wagon. Like, who's going to stop them? Who's going to stop them? And Philly hasn't been anywhere near what we had seen them be at the end of the season, although they're still 5-1. and one. Fascinating. Let's move to here to Indianapolis. Anthony Richardson, okay, undergoing season-ending surgery on his right shoulder, his throwing shoulder. When he was playing, he was out four of the five games. Three of them ended up leaving the game and uh, didn't finish them with a leg and a shoulder, a concussion. I mean, it's just like riddled with injuries mm-hmm. already. Now, negative tests for almost everything, but still taking big shots. He needed football reps, is what everybody said, coming into the NFL because he didn't play enough at Florida for whatever reason. Now he doesn't get to finish his rookie season. We're kind of punting his rookie year to next year almost. How do they make sure that doesn't happen again? And what do you expect from a player like Anthony Richardson with another year under his belt, hopefully of learning from Gardner? Is that best? What do we What do we take from this year? Yeah. Well, I, I think what he's got to do is, look, I would show him a picture of Michael Jordan when he came out in the draft, and then I would show a picture of Michael Jordan three years later because he's going to have to get his body more physical. Look, he's a big man, let's face it, but he's 21 years old. He hasn't fully matured his body. One of the reasons why he gets hurt 
you're not going to sustain this if you're going to miss games like this. So he's got to protect himself. He's got to get bigger and stronger in terms of the physicality of his body. And then I think he's got to take as many mental reps as he possibly can. The problem you get into for Steichen is when they go to Minshew and the defensive coordinator of the opponents have time to prepare for him, like last week in Jacksonville. Oh, come on. Jacksonville, they take away the passing game. They take away the quick, the quick rhythm game. They play a bare front up inside, so they got to cover up the guards. No run game in there. And now they say to Minshew, throw the ball on the outside, see if you can win. They'll play tight man-to-man, which is what Jacksonville did. It's a challenge. It's going to be hard for them. They're going to have to create some turnovers with their defense. Look, I think he's a really good offensive coach, but it's hard when you go to Minshew. It's hard when you go to the any team that goes to their backup. It's always hard. That's why they call them backups. So for me, for Anthony Richardson, it's about get your body. You're going to have to get yourself physically ready because every kid that comes in the NFL, we think they're ready to play by their bodies, but there really aren't. It takes more growth. Yeah, you got to get calloused a little bit, and it's good news that they're going to play man on the outside and try to make him make plays because I think the Browns are like the best man-to-man team yeah. <laughs> in the yeah. NFL. Good luck, Gardner. Should be fun. We're going to be there. Hey, I'll be screaming for you. Woo! I'll be yeah. screaming the, for you. Just so you know, the Browns have allowed 52 first downs all year. Okay. <laughs> 52 first downs all year in six games. So when you get a first down, have a beer, have a drink. Yeah, and uh, (laughs) 1,002 yards total. Uh, which is like yeah. the lowest since the 1971 Colts, which got painted over yeah, on, the, <laughs> on the wall. You know what I mean? Which is an incredible crew. Poor Artie Donovan. Poor hey, Artie Donovan. Saw you heating up on the internet this morning. We love that. D-Butt has a question about Yeah, it. I want to ask you about a guy who's not in the NFL yet, but been a lot of storylines about him already. Uh, Caleb Williams, you know, we heard the stories about, you know, the top five teams who played for, mm-hmm. possibly staying in school, and now even – having some ownership in the team. So as a former GM, <laughs> would any of these things concern you with a guy coming out uh, in the draft? Come on, man. There's the, Tom Brady can't even buy his way into the league. He's trying to own part of the team, and they said, no, you're not paying enough money. Caleb Williams, come on. Now, you know, to me, he's got to play better. You know, there's no lock. He is the first pick in the draft. I know the media says Whoa, that. Whoa, that. I don't think the tape's out. I think Drake May's still out there. Michael Penix Jr.'s out there. There's too much evaluation left. There's way too much evaluation left. I watched him play against Arizona. That wasn't a great game. Last week against the mighty Notre Dame Fighting Irish, that wasn't a good game. Look, the, the, this, this USC offense, I mean, let's face it, they're, they're not a physical group. Uh, I hate to sound like Lou Holtz talking about Ohio State, but they're not. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, they have, they're very much like the Doug Moe Denver Nuggets, all offense, no defense, but we'll, we'll go with it. And, but there's no guarantee. Look, nobody wants to take a guy who has a list of demands before the draft, before he's played a snap. You guys play pro football. How would you like it if some rookie comes in with a list of demands and without even doing one thing? Lombo. I want to let you know this. Last year, I was on USC heavy because I loved what Lincoln Riley did. I loved the fact that he was bringing back the allure of L.A. Because whenever we were in college, USC was like everybody was at practice. It was sweet. Like, it was a cool thing. And then he was bringing in transfers, obviously, before Colorado did it. Lincoln did it in a big way, offense, defensively. And I was like, you know, stars are stars for a reason. When it gets to the big game, they're going to do their thing. They let me down last year. Okay, the defense wasn't able to stop anybody. They did not go on to win, but I was a fan of it. Then once I started hearing everybody in the college football world be like, well, Caleb Williams is the number one overall pick. And I'm like, who's saying that? They're like, 
The scouts we've talked to say that they he would get drafted before Trevor Lawrence, Andrew Luck, uh, all these other people. And I'm like, who is saying this? And they're like, scouts are. I'm like, do you know, though, that there are scouts that mean less than nothing? Like, they are literally just going around, writing down 40 times, saying who practiced, who didn't practice, living in a hotel, trying to get to a point that matters. Are we talking about those type of scouts? Or are we talking about, like, actual scouts? Because humans are making this decision. And I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong, but whenever you're evaluating and you want to know about a guy, like, I think there's some other, like Penix Jr., friends. Michael yeah. Penix Jr. is an assassin. Yes. He is an absolute assassin, loves mm-hmm. ball, loves football, has the calluses of being through some stuff with injuries, fighting back, sticking with it. Like, there's a GM that could fall in love with that particular story. Drake May, oh, he just comes from a family of athletes. What's he do all day? Compete, 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 compete. All he loves is ball. He's six foot five. He is huge. There might be a GM that falls in love. And then Caleb Williams, incredible player. Now he played against the first good defense this past weekend, and it, it, whatever happened, happened. And that Notre Dame defense, I think, gave up 31 to Louisville the week before. And I think Caleb Williams is electrifying. But, like, a lot of this stuff, you know, which I appreciate. And where is that stuff coming from? Be an individual. But, like, the talking about the five teams, the potential percentage, the painting of the nails, that, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, sure. humans are making this decision, not, like, theories making them. So you might find a GM or an owner that's like, ah, just give me this guy that seems to be less. Like, they've just put him at the number one spot automatically, and I think he's bought into it. I think his family's bought into it. Mm-hmm. We'll only go to these schools. It's like, damn, bro. Like, I hope you have an incredible NFL career, but I think we're putting cart before the horse here, you know, Lombo. I think we're- right. Look at Joe Burrow. He didn't still have any demand. He just went to Cincinnati and turned him into two AFC championships, one Super Bowl, right? So championship games and a Super Bowl. Look, here's the reality. Whoever you draft to be your quarterback, first pick overall, that's the face of your franchise for the next, hopefully, the next 15 years if you hit the right pick. And you want that person to be the hardest working person on the team. You want that person to be selfless. You want that person to be everything Peyton Manning was about the team, helping the team, hard work, all those things. You want them to get paid, too. That's right. They have every right to get paid. But, you know, when you start going in there with I, I, I instead of we, 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 that's going to turn a lot of people off because you will be the face of the franchise. You will be the guy. And that that's the problem. And and somebody needs to tell Caleb Williams this. Like, the way you're behaving, don't think that you're God's gift to the NFL because there's other guys that have come before you. And the NFL is going to live longer. Look, I say this all the time. The Michigan-Ohio State game is sold out in the year 2050, and the kids are going to play and aren't even born yet. The NFL is going on without you. It don't matter whether I'm in it, you're in it, who's in it. So, like, let's have some humility here, please. Yeah, I I know he's a hard worker. has to be for how good of a football player he is. (laughs) But, like, all this stuff that's already happening, it's like this is a lot of not good stuff that, like, the people that are making the decisions want to, like, avoid. You know, like, all these things. And they seem little, but the little things lead to the big things. And it's like, if this is already coming, going to have to be the right match. I think he's going to have success in the NFL. But also, every new thing that comes out, it's like, bro, you need to relax. Like, like. You know, for yeah. your own good, yeah. you need to you need to maybe think about relaxing. But hey, do your thing. Be an individual. Hopefully, you know you'll have a story that goes into the NFL and you just absolutely dominate and everything like that. But there's a lot more first round picks at quarterback position that fail than have success. We'll see how it goes. Ty has a question for you, Lombo. Yeah, Lombo. Yeah. I know they won, but should we be concerned about the Bills? Um, they just looked awful against the Giants, and I don't know if that was more a product of Dable kind of being familiar with Josh Allen and that offense and knowing what to do to kind of make them uncomfortable and struggle, but the Bills seem to be one of those teams who kind of play to the level of their competition. You know, I mean, they 
blow the doors off Miami and then respond with a game like that against the Giants? Should we be concerned about them long term? Yeah, without Milano and Daquan Jones, we should be. But also, we, we have to be concerned when they don't play from in front, right? I mean, that's been the that when they get those slow starts like they did against Jacksonville, like they did last week against the Giants, they have to score 14 points in the fourth quarter. That that all of a sudden their defensive liabilities become real. I mean, they give up 5.3 yards of carry, but they do the same thing that Miami typically does is they hide their defense by playing from in front. It's hard to run the ball on a team when you're down by two touchdowns. You know, it's hard to call running plays. Now, this week against the Patriots, I mean, look, they've outscored the Patriots 139-81 to in the last games they've played. I mean, they've gotten ahead of New England quickly, and they've been able to put New England away. This game, These games haven't been close as they do that, so expect them to turn it around. But I think the Milano injury, the Daquan Jones injury, I think those are two significant injuries to a defense that really is going to be hard to overcome come January. We uh, we might have Jordan Poyer joining us today. Obviously, he got back from an injury and had a couple of big-time plays, or maybe tomorrow. That defense is going to have to do a lot with the way the offense is going. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's uh, yeah. That's a that's an interesting – speaking of defenses, uh, Tone has a question for you. Yeah, Lon, but we talked about the Eagles and the uh, Finns. I think the other game of the week is, is Lions and Ravens. Um, what is your read on that? What are you? It's kind of a measuring stick game. What are you looking for in that one? Well, you know, when you go back and watch the Lions last year play defense, I think their defensive front this year is outstanding. But they've struggled with movement quarterbacks, right? I think when you look at it, uh, they gave up 164 yards to Josh Allen, gave up 254 to 58 yards to the Bears during the regular season, and at the last game of the year, 200 yards to Justin Fields. So they've had trouble with with running quarterbacks. Even Aaron Glenn has mentioned that. I think it's going to be very, very windy in Baltimore. I think it's going to be a very difficult game. Look, I love. I think the notion about Jared Goff not playing good outside, we can put it to rest. Last week, what was really impressive about what the Lions did was typically the Lions need to run the ball for their offense to be able to be successful, and they couldn't run the ball against the Bucks at all. Only one team's run the ball against the Bucks. That's Philly. And so they were still able to make plays in the passing game. And with Jamison Williams back, that's huge. Now, Montgomery's injury, to me, is hurt. It hurts them. And if Gibbs isn't 100%, not having a ground game against Baltimore is going to be problematic. Kyle Van Noy said you're a bitch. <laughs> oh, That's what I was told. <laughs> I watched every play he played last week. I enjoyed it. I did. I, I, I got no problem. I didn't say anything negative. I think he's a good player. I, I would. He's on the Patriots. I would have never said a bad. I think he's a great. When he's in that, I think he knows how to rush. I think there's no question. I said nice things about him. No, obviously he was uh, just joking with that. But he did say, "Hey, re- relay a message to uh, Old Lombo after I, that." Just tell him I'm watching every play. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's watching right now, so he definitely heard that. Um, uh, Foxy, who obviously Lions fan, he believes that the opposing team quarterback will always hit the over on rush yards against the Lions defense. Lamar seemingly throwing more. Should we bank on him oh, yeah. kind of getting loose this weekend against the Lions D? Well, I think it's going to be a great test, right? So they got, you know, the Campbell kid they drafted from Iowa. He can run. They needed more speed Stellar. at their linebacker. Al- Alizoni, they, 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 uh, they've gotten him in there. And, What's and they his can name? run better. They, What's his name? Uh, Alex Alzoni. I forget how you say his last <laughs> name. But, the, you know, the linebacker, he's from New Orleans. He's a good player. Anzalone? And I yeah, think yeah. Anzalone. Thank you very much. And so I, I think the speed, you know, they're going to play some. They'll play nickel against Baltimore because this front's really good now. I mean, these tackles are good. 
and the way they scheme with, with Hutchinson moving him around to the worst guard. But Baltimore's finally healthy, right? I thought Baltimore, other than the horrendous red zone last week, was really good offensively. They made a mistake with an interception, but I thought Lamar was really good. Wind is going to be a factor in this game, though. Don't make any. It's going to be over 15-mile-an-hour wind in Baltimore mm. on Sunday. Odell Beckham Jr. got into an actual scrap with Simmons after the game, which – Shout out. No, uh, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't do that with Jeffrey Simmons. I don't think that's a smart play. I but think I, you had a question you're Hey, to your point though, like I asked Vrabel if he thought he could still beat up guys in the NFL. Yep. You know, because we talked about as we're playing Lake Tahoe golf, I asked him, like, you could beat up every other coach in the NFL, right? And uh, he said, well, I don't plan on losing a fight ever or something. Like I forget his <laughs> I forget his answer it was. It was awesome. He he had maybe like I think he had four. Uh, he had, he had pouches, pouches yep. up and down. I think he had a couple of zins in his side. He had a yep. vape, and he was opening a cigarette at the same time. <laughs> nice. And I think he had a drink. This was out of Lake Tahoe at that golf tournament. So it was like this is one of the most legendary humans. And then his answer is like, "I'm never planning on losing a fight." Where it's like this is the coolest guy <laughs> of all time, which led me immediately like, "Do you think you could still beat up guys in the NFL? Like if you had to?" And he's like, uh, "Like just joking, but kind of spelt serious." He was like, "I feel like I." Had a beat up most of the guys on my team, except for Simmons. Never going to fight Jeffrey Simmons. Like, never going to do that. So then when this past weekend in London, when I see Odell Beckham, like, knee him, Odell Beckham, like, gives him a knee, yeah, boom, and then Simmons hits him back, and then Beckham flops, gets a 15-yarder, and then from the sideline, they were still chirping between OBJ and Simmons afterwards. I guess after the game, Marlon Humphrey said this on his podcast, after the game, this is what he heard and saw. Bro, did you see the post game? Was that did that get? I don't think that got got out. I don't think what why what happened. No, it didn't, dude. I'm sitting there after the game. Okay, I jersey swapped with a dude, so like it took me a while. So I'm like taking my jersey off and like I saw big fan of the guy. Yeah, right. (laughs) And he's just he's looking like this, helmet on, helmet on, helmet on. I'm like, oh, he must got like family on 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 our team or something. (laughs) He's still just looking. So like I'm over trying to take the jersey on my path. and then I walk up to him, like, I'm thinking, like, oh, he, oh, he wants to show me love. Like, he, he respects my game. <laughs> so, yeah, bro. And, like, he, he wasn't. Like, I really just went up to him. He wasn't waiting on me either. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, go holler at somebody. And then as I'm, my back's turned to him, our guy goes, Rodney, Rodney. <laughs> starts yelling. Rodney's our security's name. And I'm like, anytime you start yelling security, like, Rodney, Rodney, like, for, Freaking out. I turn around. Odell and Jeffrey are like fighting. No way. Bro, I'm pretty sure Odell's grabbing his face mask. Like, like they had to get separated and everything. I don't know how this has not hit like <laughs> the media. Crazy. Dude, he wanted the fade from getting that PI. Okay, so that is what Odell Beckham Jr. is doing because we have seen some videos already this season of somebody getting chased by a D lineman or offensive lineman and talking and turning the corner mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought you were, bitch, <laughs> into the locker room. Odell Beckham Jr. goes right up to Jeffrey Simmons after the game and they actually have like a little scrap. I have so much respect for Odell Beckham Jr. Yep. And I also love that the Titans-Ravens rivalry is still a little bit of yeah. juice. Yeah. You know what I mean, Lombo? Yeah. I love that that's Yeah, that it is. They, you know, that playoff loss still be, still affects Baltimore. You know, losing them, having home field advantage, them going in there and beating them. 
you know, and, and they've had always done a really good job of stopping Lamar from running the ball, but their secondary doesn't allow them to really stop. And when their front was not as healthy as it was last week, I think that was the issue. I mean, look, they played great in the red zone, and that's why that game was close. If it wasn't for the red zone, that game would have been a blowout. Hey, OBJ's a dog, though. Yes. Ne- and either yeah. Yeah. just even staring at... to do that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh, yeah. Now, on the flip side, Simmons... <laughs> Big dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I need to watch that. Last question here before we get your picks from Boston Connor. Yeah, Lombo, we were talking a lot this week about how the scoring in general around the NFL is down. I think it's like 21 teams are scoring below 21 points. Uh, Are you attributing that to good defenses like the Browns and uh, the uh, Jets? Like, is that why this is happening? And they've kind of caught up to this offensive run that has, you know, changed over the last five years? Or are offenses and quarterbacks just not playing as well as they have in the past? I think you got to, it's all related to the red zone, right? I mean, last week, I think of there's six teams or a five for 31 in the red zone last week. Baltimore, the Raiders. There were so many bad red zone trips for teams that the game should have gotten away, but they didn't. I think we're a copycat league, and I think when you start copying plays, especially in the red zone, people know how to defend them, and they take them away. And your best players have to separate themselves in the red zone. But when you look at the good teams like Kansas City and you look at teams like Miami, they're constantly doing misdirection in the red zone to displace the defense because it's hard to make throws. Look at Seattle. Seattle's got the ball first to go with the 10. They can't get it in the red zone because you don't have to worry about getting beat on top. You can squat on routes. You don't have to worry about anything. So you can play tighter coverage without worrying about giving up a big play. And the rush gets there. The quarterback has to hold the ball. So I, I think a lot of it is design more than anything. And then you've got to get the ball. Look, last week the Raiders tried to throw the ball to Devontae Adams. They throw it out of bounds. you got to get the ball to your players. Mm. Your best players got to make plays in the red zone. There's no question. That's, that's where it has to happen. And I think that's been the biggest problem when you go down there. you got to find a way to be cra- to to get the ball to your best players. And the great offensive coaches can do this. This is where they make their money. Unders, 56-36-1 this season, 12-2-1 this past weekend. Offenses, to your point, Lombo, scoring touchdowns on just 53% of their red zone opportunities. Vastly different than years past, but we'll assume water will find its level. That's kind of how it always goes, although the scoring is wildly low. You like Philly over Miami. Is that one of your picks this week? Yeah, I think Philly over Miami, and I like Baltimore laying the three. I'm sorry, Evan, but... I think it'll be a great game, but I think Baltimore is a good team. I know they're coming back from London, which is a concern. But I think whether I just think the running back situation at the Lions is going to be problematic for them, and I think Lamar is playing really good. I think Lamar will have a big day, plus Baltimore selfie. Hey, no concern about coming back from London. You see what Jacksonville, they were there for two weeks. What That's they, what I, I I did, too. I thought the Colts might have a good game that day, and they didn't. Me, too, Lombo. <laughs> All right, anyways, we appreciate the hell out of you, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Michael guys. Lombardi, thank you, buddy. Hey, Joining us now from an attic in Ohio is a man who's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup winner, and he'll be addressing his constituents of Ohio this Friday, where we'll be live from the game day set right outside the horseshoe. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of Ohio, father of 10, COVID survivor, A.J. Hawk. Hawker, how you doing, pal? 
I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Great job, uh, con man, starting off the show from the, the Capitol. That was uh, that was a pretty good segment. Yeah, I know there's a big Speaker of the House thing going on. Uh, Connor decided to speak from the House yep. whenever he was speaking about the House that we're currently in that's getting filled with a lot of innuendo that we perpetuated a lie for not only uh, L.A., the NFL, and ESPN with Marianne Doe. I know you have gotten a chance now to dive into this a little bit further. And Aaron Rodgers, friend of yours, said uh, she's a plant immediately whenever he <laughs> yeah. heard about this. Uh, you also had similar thoughts, I do believe. After talking to her yesterday, though, we thought she was a sweet lady. We, we were very pumped, AJ. Did you feel the same? We couldn't tell. Yeah, I mean, if she is faking it, then she's one of the greatest actresses there is, I would believe. I mean, so what, we found out that she's just a fan of two teams. She's a fan of the Vikings as well, but it, she is diehard for the Vikings. Uh, yeah, she had full same Ultimate like Warrior face yeah. paint. She did. Uh, it said skull across her forehead, yep. mm-hmm. and then she had it down here like she was Sting back in the day. It was purple. Sick. I mean, she, she was. Should have re- lied. She should have lied because Con even said, "Hey, hey, that's my son's game." That's all you had to say, right? Well, there's actually a fuller photo that has made its way on the internet. Yeah, and it, uh, yeah there, <laughs> it there it is. is. There yeah. it is, right yep. there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the Rams Ooh. painted on there and uh, Ooh, dealing jersey. Hit stick jersey, very hitman jersey, very uh, recent, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. She just goes crazy. She's got a lot of passion. Mm-hmm. She does. Mm-hmm. She loves living. She loves football. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. So I guess she should have just told us. She should have said, hey, I'm also a diehard Vikings fan, right? Is yeah. that all we, well, all we needed? That's what she said to TMZ. But oh. the internet ain't going to believe that you got that much passion. Uh-huh. Okay, for two teams. If you have that much passion for the Chargers, how do you have that much passion for the Vikings? Lady. Nobody has that much emotion. And I think Marianne does. I I, I think think Marianne does. I think she is that. But, boy, we were right in the middle of that. And Connor's tweet, 13.5 million views. Okay, 13.3. It has grown since this morning when he addressed it all. He was the voice of Marianne Doe. Is a good lady. Yeah. Is a good lady. Mm -hmm. And she's a real deal. And Connor, obviously, earlier uh, started the show by ending his two page speech from the Capitol with saying he will never support anybody ever again. Bingo. Yeah, that's exactly the case. And, you know, I, I didn't do it, but AJ really wanted me to wear his Viking costume that he wore to the White House at one time. And I said, you know what, AJ, it's not about that. This is about Marianne. You talk about when he was the Speaker of the House? Yeah. When he was standing on the, yeah, when he was standing <laughs> yeah. there. What was that, for like 15, 20 minutes he yeah. was up there? Yeah, just yeah. living, just Where enjoying is that his guy? life. Where is that guy? Oh, I think he's in jail. I think he's in jail. I think there was, vegan too, right? there was a couple guys that, yeah, in jail, <laughs> yeah. needed different food. Yep. This Viking yeah, that was a shocker, needs actually. different, yeah, because you're Viking, you would assume that he would be eating whatever he could. Yeah, I, just, I think yeah. the uh, the people that had their feet up on the desk, too, Yep. I think they're probably in jail as well. Yeah, so... We appreciate your little birthday party you threw and people ended up in jail. For us, Connor just had to clear some stuff up yep. from the Capitol, and we appreciate him doing that. Let's move on. Julio Jones signs at the Philadelphia Eagles yesterday. We've talked about it a couple different times. Michael Lombardi said it felt like he maybe lost a little juice in his legs, but maybe the break kind of is going to make him better. Darius Butler said, you know, he only had like 52 catches in like 20 games over the last couple years. But if he goes to Philadelphia, all they're looking for him is what? One good game? One good play? Kind of keep him moving? What are your thoughts, A.J. Hawk? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see any issue in signing Julio. We, we know what Julio can do. I saw D-Bud even said, hey, first ballot Hall of Famer, no question, he is. And congrats yeah, on I, that, Julio. I, I, yeah, congrats on everything that he has done. But, no, I, I, I'm all right with this signing because, like you said, it, it, there's going to be a moment, a big game, a big third down, something happens, and all of a sudden Julio is going to show up. Maybe it's a red zone. Maybe I don't know what, where it is in the field. But if he's feeling healthy, yeah, Julio can make some plays. It just feels like this type of thing – 
happens in the NFL where somebody gets signed and there's either haters to it or whatever. And then in a gotta have it game, in a gotta have it moment, somebody like Julio reminds people why he's Julio. You know what I mean? It'll be like a home field clinching maybe mm-hmm. for the playoffs and Julio will have some third and nine yeah. that'll be late in the game. It'll just be absurd. And then we'll go, oh, that's smart. Hey, Howie, that's a good. Yeah, great I didn't even know this dude was available. We thought he was retired. Yeah. So whenever I see him signing the Eagles, I'm like, Oof. Good deal for him, too. Hey, let's go get a ring, man. Let's do what we can. Uh, I guess at Tampa, he was not that great, is what we were told from people at Tampa. But it was just a situation. Times he was not a good situation. Tampa, not a good situation. Mm -hmm. Philadelphia, good situation. Let's talk about a situation that's brewing over in Arizona. Joshua Dobbs has been the starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. And there is some breaking news coming out of Arizona. The Arizona Cardinals are planning to open the practice window for quarterback Kyler Murray today, the first step in a slow process to ramp him up. Coach Jonathan Gannon. Gannon said, Murray and the team will be smart with his return from an ACL tear, but being on the practice field is a good step. That is reported by Ian Rappaport, who is best friends with the owner of the Arizona Cardinals, as we do know. We know a lot about that rap sheet. A little too much. Mm -hmm. He's now the host of a daily show Mm -hmm. at the exact same time of our show. So you can watch that right now on NFL Plus. But he's breaking the news that Kyler's back in there. Now, to get a little bit more information on what that means, there's a practice window that Uh just opened up. What is this practice window, and what does this mean exactly? So a player who returns to practice after missing at least six weeks with a major injury may practice for up to 21 days. If at the conclusion of the 21st day, the player has not been added to the 53-man roster, he cannot return to the 53-man roster for the rest of the season. Goes back to the IR for the whole season. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have breaking news. Uh, Kyler Murray will be practicing today. Uh, So that is a decision that he is telling the world that he's back on the practice field, not just cleared to practice, not just opening a window. I'll be back on the field. So I'm walking on the sideline. Looked good. There was conversations on this program by Michael Lombardi before the season started that the Arizona Cardinals might not want to bring Kyler back this year because if he does come back and gets injured, that automatically locks in like a $25 million guarantee that is in the injury guarantee of his contract. So, with all this being said, with how we've seen the Cardinals play, a lot of fight. Hey, mm-hmm. a lot of fight from that Cardinals team. Brilliant. I think Buddha's coming back soon as well. With Kyler being inserted into that lineup, are the Cardinals poised to make some noise in his first year of Gannon's run, uh, A.J. Hawk? I mean, I think if – so when's the earliest Kyler could get back on the field in a game? Uh, so well, next three weeks. I think he this week within right? the next three weeks. Any time within the next three weeks, yeah. or does he have to wait till the end? No. So I think they have to make the decision on what's going to happen this season within this twenty-one day window. Okay. So like wow. you have a 21, 21 day period to be like, how is he? Ah, probably a week out, two weeks out. By the end of the twenty-one days, if it's still not good, I think they have to designate him yeah. to be done for the season. Now I think he can return any time yeah. in there. Yep. If Kyler is the weapon that we all dream that Kyler could be, and if this is the healthiest Kyler. We've seen, and I think he's even reported a couple of different times or said a couple of times that having the game taken away from him mm-hmm. has changed his perspective, which might be the maturity that everybody is hoping from Kyler Murray. What are your thoughts on this, and how do you think this plays out for the Cardinals? Yeah, I hope that's the, that's the thing. New perspective, um, new start, too. You know, you got a new regime in there, and this team, you turn on the tape, they're competitive, they're physical every week, and now you get your best player on offense with Kyler back, and your best player on defense is, if Buddha comes back as well. So that's a joke for both sides of the ball. Definitely think they'll continue to compete and Kyler I mean let's not forget you turn on that tape it's plays that he makes that a very very few people can make at that position super super talent for him to be 5'10 go number one overall pick drafted first round in NFL MLB 
Like that doesn't happen. Top ten in yeah, both, in, in, in both. NFL so and like, MLB. He's he's rare when it comes to his skill set. It's just about everything else that we always talk about when it's being the face of a franchise, being a quarterback, and if he can improve in those things, you know, this Cardinals team can compete for sure down the line. I don't think this year they'll make real noise, but I think. Well, and that's why. Like, is it even worth it? I mean, I I obviously like he is the face of the franchise, and and if he has you know grown and matured quite a uh, quite a bit, you probably want him around like a, a young team, but. You look at that division right now with how the Rams are kind of better than everyone thought they were going to be, and obviously the the Niners are a juggernaut. Like, is it even worth it bringing him back if they're not going to be in any type of situation to compete for I the playoffs? So. I think Kyler wants to play football. Now, yeah. now, granted, if they were thinking about moving – Playing that system, too, that gaming system, I think he wants to get in. If they were thinking about moving on from Kyler, it's like – don't risk a $24 million activation if he's to get hurt. But I think them putting him back on the practice field is saying everything they said during the interview process for the new coach. New coach has to be in on Kyler. Mm -hmm. We decided to pay Kyler. Kyler is the pivotal piece of this entire thing. New coach, new GM, you're building around him. I assume they're just going to want to see their guy back out there. But nobody's expecting them to do anything this year in the long run. I assume even their fans. But it would be nice – you know, this guy got paid a lot of money. Yeah, I think I think it's definitely worth it for him to get out there and play. Like you mentioned, for him, of course, he wants to play. And for the team, you know, for the team, for the organization to see your guy like, oh, yeah, he could sit out, but now nah, he's back here playing, even though, you know, make him at week eight and we're not in it, but he's still playing uh, uh, hard. So I, I, think, I think it's worth it for sure. Yeah, and just like the rust factor, like yeah. not Russ Wilson, rust with a T. Like, yeah. you don't want to start next factor. season – off with like the okay, Kyler's kind of got to get back into his groove. Like if he plays those last few weeks, but with that twenty-one day window, can Kyler be the third quarterback on the roster spot? Even though they wouldn't put him in, so it could be longer than twenty-one days. They could kind of get around be that fifty-three. So I don't know. Oh, like a healthy scratch. Well, because know how they have the third roster spot yeah. now on teams. Yeah, like if he and you can only play QB if you're that third roster spot. I would mm-hmm. assume they have to make some designation in the next twenty-one days. Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. assume there's no. And that's is that yeah true? If that's not active roster. Yeah, I would assume there's some sort of something they have to make a designation for him yeah. to activate to be a guy in the next twenty-one days. He says he's practicing today. We hope you do well. Yep. Good luck. Hope you have a good day out there, Kyler. Uh, joining us now is a man who's a former teammate of Kyler Murray and Buda Baker and obviously a resident of Phoenix, Arizona. An absolute legend that we're lucky to get the chance to chat with every single week. A future first ballot Hall of Famer. A former Walter Payton Man of the Year. What? Defensive Player of the Year numerous times. And his brother right now is on a mission to break the sack record. Ladies and gentlemen, J.J. Quack. Oh, quack. 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 Quack, 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 Hell yeah. That's a good, that's a good sweater. It's a good sweater. It's a great sweater. It's a great sweater. Is it Banks? Yeah, of course it is. It is Banks. Of course it's Banks. How about when he couldn't rotate that stick? Man. Heartbreak. I was heartbroken for that guy. Oh, he dropped it. Darius, you know the Mighty Ducks? No. Oh, my oh God. good oh, Lord. Come on. Come on. What the hell? I'm sorry, I, I was trying to. I'm like, ah. You're a hockey guy. Don't have you heard of it, Have you guy, heard of it, D-Butt? Yeah, of course. What do we call I've watched for? the movie. It's just one of those movies you watch, but you just don't, you know. No, it's okay. not. No, no, it's not. not. Yeah, it's it's not. not. It didn't resonate. It didn't resonate with me. I'm sorry. I do not. I do not I know, know how classic. to pivot away from what you just said. He's spitting in Hans's face right now. In America. Can we send him the other room to watch him? <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. 
Great jersey. Appreciate you doing that. That was a nice little moment of nostalgia. And thanks for putting us on in the background there. Super professional. You know what I mean? In the, the like logo that, thing yeah. right there. Super professional. Oh, shit. You're frozen. <laughs> oh. ah. There he is. Right. He's back. Too much electricity from the stick rotation. Yeah. Oh, shit. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> you didn't get the yep. premium watch. Huh? AJ, AJ, his experience is far too. Let's call him back. Let's call him back. <laughs> We'll get you back. They're throttling you. Hey, let's not quack at him again. Though. Yeah, no chance. It's going to be hard. No. D-Buck. D-Buck, come on, man. Lost I mean, a lot I of respect plastic. for you. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guy. <laughs> it's not even about that. It's more so about you saying, like, it's not one of those movies where you watch it and remember. I want to fight you right now. <laughs> Nick is so mad. Now, Nick obviously lives and dies by a lot of the things he learned from yeah. Mr. Mighty Ducks man himself, Gordon Bombay. Yep. Exactly. And whenever you saw those boys, I, I mean, I don't remember if it was two or three. All of them are good. Yeah. All of them. Why, why couldn't he rotate his, his wrist? His, yeah, he, he heard himself slapped. talking. He got slapped. He got slapped. Like you never Iceland. watched the movie, Diva. Just say it. We know you didn't watch, watched it. The movie used to come. I mean, he used to be on TV all the time. He got slashed. Join us slapped. now, ladies and gentlemen, his man who has respect for great cinema, J.J. Moore. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got too fancy. I tried to put the yeah. logo up behind me, and it just shorted out my entire system. Hey, we understand. Anytime our name, my name's put on things, normally going to get ruined anyway. So let's not do that. Let's move along. Hey, CBS on Sunday. You did fantastic, brother. Yeah. Have hey, you settled in? Thanks, Have guys. you enjoyed that? What is it like? Are you guys just watching all the games at the same time? Because the halftimes are at different times. Is it pre-recorded halftimes? Are you live for just a span of like 15 minutes? How does it go? Because I got... I had a lot of questions this weekend while I was watching you up there. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Thank you. It is fascinating, you know, having played all these years uh, and watched, you know, seeing the pregame shows, seeing the halftime shows, and now being on the other side of it. I, I had a lot of questions myself. So uh, we do the pregame show. It's an hour-long pregame show, and that's all obviously just kind of standard pregame show stuff, run of the mill. And then we do. We literally sit there. As soon as the game starts at 1 o'clock, uh, they, they bring in, like, we have the massive video board and every single game is on TV. And it's just all of us sitting there watching football, eating food. And it's awesome because, A, there's Hall of Famers all around you. You got MVPs, you got Super Bowl winners. And so anytime that something happens in a game, somebody just points it out and they're like, oh, Steelers sack, bro, Texans touchdown. Um, and then we all just turn our attention to that TV. Um, but halftime is interesting because we do an individual halftime for whatever game is going to halftime at that moment, unless two or three games go at the same time. So we're kind of all hoping that every game somehow syncs up their halftime. So we only have to do one. Look at you uh, in your first year. This yeah. guy, this guy's three weeks in. He's like, ah, yeah. What we're hoping for. Yeah, one of them. Sink them Let's up. lock this thing in. And I think yeah. Scott Hansen's hoping for the same damn thing while he's holding his piss for the entire seven hours. You've been a great addition to all of our Sundays. We appreciate you. We hope you, you do more. I of appreciate them. you guys. Thank you. Okay, let's I appreciate you on Saturdays. I was, I was the 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 kick, the thirty thousand dollar kick this weekend was pure electricity. Yeah. Grayson was a Pure dog. Life. Grayson was a dog too. He's talking a little shit beforehand, and then you know afterwards he sounded like a politician. I I really enjoyed this kid. Honestly, I think this is the sixty thousand dollar one. He hit the hell out of it. Pulled it left. Year. What a shame. Aw, mm. you hit it so good. It was so aw. So good. Kirk's, to, Kirk's lined them up. Kirk's about to break his ribs. <laughs> yeah, Kirk tackles these kids and tries to take them out. And then him coming through for the 30K afterwards, incredibly happy for him that we lost JJ again. Oh, oh my no. <laughs> what happened? Where is he? In throttle. <laughs> what city? 
Oh, what building? Well, actually, I saw in his uh, Instagram stories, he was in New York for the last two weeks. Baby Koa got on the sleeping schedule of New York. Yep. Then oh, they fly back no. to Phoenix, Arizona. Guess what? Still on New York That's sleeping schedule, three hours different. So he was up this morning, 3.30 a.m. So not only has he been up a long time, mm-hmm. he's also dealing with a little internet issue. Not oh, good. no. I'm not pissed. pissed. We're going to have mad JJ. Plus, with you spitting right in his face. Yeah. Disgusting. Yep. About the Mighty Sorry. Ducks thing. That's that's bananas. Anyways, if JJ can make it back, we will certainly join him. Is that the knuckle puck? Oh, yeah. yeah. Is yeah. that the knuckle puck? Yeah. He's coming back. Russ, Tyler, yeah. 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 Come on. Too. The goalie's the shooter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. The- come back to me. Greenland is ice. <laughs> Iceland is nice. Okay, you remember that? Let's go shake their hands. Yeah. Ice cream with the enemy, Goldberg. Coach? <laughs> Goldberg, yeah. Yes. Wedge. Oh. Yeah, he's doing good now. He's back on track. He's back on track. He's back. I did not see that. He doesn't look like Master Splinter anymore. He looks good. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little meth. He's back. All right, Goldberg. Oh, okay. yeah. He made it, he made it back. That's good. Not a lot of people do. All right, let's move along. Yeah, because normally if you have that Goldberg run, which he was – the most famous human on earth at yeah. one point because everybody watched Mighty Ducks he and liked really? Mighty Ducks. Was he? H- heavyweights. Oh, wow. Rumor was Julie the Cat Gaffney <laughs> actually slipped him the meth so that she could mm. have a full-time starting job. She was an absolute beast back there. She in was. Between also the dog. Uh, I don't want to dive into hockey just yet because we have a whole segment we're going to do about hockey. And P.K. Subban might be joining us at 205 if we're able to get him on the horn, and we're very thankful for that. There's other stuff happening around the NFL. A.J. Hawk that we have not gotten your take from. Marlon Humphrey said that Odell Beckham Jr. fought Jeffrey Simmons after the game. I don't know if you got a chance to see the interview, but it's about a minute 20 long where he was saying he doesn't know how the media hasn't had this out yet. Then you think about what happened in some other games. You know, you had the bronze and the chargers fighting mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. You had the uh, bills and the giants fighting each other. Then last night you are the other night you had the Cowboys chargers fans fighting each other. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of fighting in the NFL seemingly over the last four or five days. How do we feel about it, AJ? And why do you think the boys are getting a little spunky right now? <laughs> at this stage of the season? Well, I think part of the reason these fights are happening is because teams are walking out for warm-ups. They're running through each other's warm-ups. That's, that'll cause it when you're trying to, like, they need to somehow manage where you got you got to send them all the way around these teams. But when you're trying to go, this was awesome. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Trent, say okay. How are we doing? But the OBJ his thing. helmet. Was the, was the OBJ thing, was that on the field? Because I saw him talking about doing the jersey swap. That happened on the field, and we don't have any footage of it. Yeah, it was in London, though. And also, at the time in which that game ends, there's so much other stuff going on. So they don't hang around the after scene as much for those London games as normal. And I think the London games normally bring out a little bit more friendship because, yeah. hey, we just traveled mm-hmm. to a completely different country. We're in a different continent. We played a game for these people. This is cool. So I think normally super kumbaya over there. Instead, though, Jeffrey Simmons I remember you flopping like a little bitch. And Odell Beckham Jr. say, you think I'm a bitch? I will fight you right out here. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this hasn't made its way out, but all the other fights have. And I do understand that whenever you're running through somebody's warm-ups, they're going to get... But it feels like this week, it brought out uh-huh. all of they're the throwing. fighting. They're actually throwing their hands now. The shot that Eckler took here, first off, beautiful <laughs> shot. Open hand. He did not have a closed fist. It was a beautiful, beautiful right hand, open fist. Boom. Yeah. That's how you do it. That is how you do it. You got your head on the swivel there, Eckler. Come on, you're on the front line, bro. Yeah. What you, what you yeah. looking at? Well, I think Eckler was trying to play peacemaker in between. Hey, these guys yeah. know me. These guys know me. We know each other. We haven't played yet. Let's take it easy. And old cuz says, oh, there's a button for me to hit. Bang. <laughs> I appreciate the fact that the NFL has not ejected these guys before games have even started because obviously Trent Williams and Debo and everybody yeah. that was involved in that one, in this particular one, nobody wants to see that. But is this going to become the new norm or is this just one week type of situation? No, nah, they'll, they'll probably put something out. 
out memo. I'm sure all the teams will be talking to each other. Hey, if this happens again, you'll be suspended for a game or fine, you know, 47 grand or something like that. So they'll, they'll definitely put a halt on it. But you, we didn't see, I feel like we didn't see this as often before. And then the Simmons Beckham thing, usually if something happens during the game, it's kind of over with by the time the game's uh, over. So maybe it was something else there. But, uh, you know, it's a little more entertainment. I often wondered if it was because we put over the hockey fights. Oh. You know, and all the NFL guys. (laughs) Because there was a lot of tweets about, like, the hockey is awesome, where I said, like, hey, old cuz literally said, oh, you cheap shot of my guy, I have to fight you. Like, that is what I have to do. That's just, like, the hockey culture. And the hockey people, shout out the hockey people, which we are. I'm I'm, I'm a hockey aficionado, obviously. Mm -hmm. So as the hockey people started spreading it on X, you saw a lot of ex-NFLers go, like, if we were allowed to fight, we would fight every single play. <laughs> like, almost saying, like, let's calm down here on who's doing what. And I do wonder if since, like, this is in the AHL, Calgary's taking on Manitoba, and those two boys just literally <laughs> squared off at the center of the ice, the entire arena stopped what they were doing, and we are going to throw bombs at each other. Boom, bang, oh. pow, boom, boom, bang, oh, boom, geez. boom, Woo. boom, boom. Just throwing heavy rights at each other right in the middle of the ice as the boys look along. Look, that's a guy his teammate, he's getting punched in the face, just right in the back. Get him! Get him! And interrupts like, all right, enough. Too much CTE. Stick taps for the boys. Everybody out there is like, you know what? You two, you did it. You two. We appreciate what you did. I do wonder if some of these NFL guys saw the hockey boys and said, yeah, you know what? We do need to throw some hands because there's a lot of fights. I mean, this is like four or five fights all in one weekend, let alone what happened in the middle of this game where Josh Allen, look at him. He ends up getting involved trying to take a He's trying to take a shot. I mean, the boys were scrapping. The boys were scrapping this past weekend. I mean, it's hard to watch those hockey fights and then, I mean, especially like if you're an NFL guy and, and not be like, you know what? If a guy's bumping his gums, I would like to just <laughs> knock him out. Like, why not? You know, we play a physical game already. You know, we're not supposed to fight, but these guys are getting their flowers for beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, okay. Come Sunday, if some guy looks at me wrong or says something that I don't like, I'm going to knock his teeth out. And that seems to be what the NFL Week 6 was all about. Yeah. yeah. Joining us now is a guy who could have been a professional hockey player, uh-huh. but instead chose to be one of the greatest defensive ends of all time. I believe he has service in a new time zone. Ladies and gentlemen, CBS Sunday football analyst, J.J. Watt. New place in the house. That's going to be me and my Wi-Fi guy here in a couple (laughs) minutes. Hey, sticks, glove. Yeah. Yeah, right over top. Bang, pow, boom. That Wi-Fi guy who is certainly not in charge of what's happening on your phone deserves to eat a couple. Would you ever get any fights on the field? And do you feel like we saw more fights this past weekend than normal? It was it was all over the place. Yeah. Felt like everywhere was kind of scrapping. Why do you think that's the case, JJ? I, fighting has been upticking. There's no doubt about it. I also think fighting has been upticking in the stands. It's been insane, yeah. all the stuff that we've been seeing. But on the field, I do think it's been upticking. I have a feeling that this is something that the NFL typically likes to nip in the bud very, very quickly. So there's probably going to be a whole bunch of big fines laid out so that they don't see it again. But it's a violent game. you got a bunch of grown men who are about to get themselves into a, a game where you have to get yourself your adrenaline going. And I agree with AJ. When you're running through somebody else's warm-up, that's when it gets chippy. Because all you got to do then is just drop a little shoulder right into a guy's chest plate as he's running past you. And now we got a whole 
benches clear and brawl. I do appreciate from those wide-angle shots, you're seeing who on the team is at least running in. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. a couple guys in that Cowboys uh, uh, Chargers one where they're running in towards the end. And now, are you choosing to get into the back of the line or are you choosing to come into the side of the front? You see 84 there. Yeah, do I want to um, go over here? Show face. Are we fighting? Are we not fighting? Oh, Eckler already got his head knocked off. <laughs> 54 comes flying in. 88's coming in there late. I appreciate Herbert's like, well, I got a dislocated finger are we, yeah, smart. are we doing this smart. entire thing? Stay over there, buddy. It's a good indicator, though, yeah. uh, for a lot of people to watch, like, hey, who's in, you know, and who's out? Both those teams had a great showing there. All yeah. Both oh, yeah. those teams are- and you absolutely, you absolutely go back and watch that. Like, the players know who, who jumped in and who stayed on the outskirts. We did that in training camp fights. You know, the offense versus defense, you get into the battles, and then you get in the film room the next day, and you look, and you're like, hey, you kind of hung back. You didn't come in when I was getting when I was getting into it with the old line, and it changes the complexity. There is no doubt about it. It changes how you look at each other. Hey, you see this? This is you right here. Yeah. You see? <laughs> this is where everybody else is. What's going? What's why? Who's who's the last one on this show? Who's the last one in the pile? I'm going to turn digs. <laughs> I originally I originally thought that about me. But I've never been one to turn down. One. Yeah, Tone Diggs actually. Uh, there's a there's a classic story about him uh, saying "nice truck" to a guy down on the south side, and that yeah. guy getting out, knocking out Tone's front, and then Tone going "what?" And then the guy knocking him out as well. So I mean, Tone will CFO Phil needed a partner one time. I was the first guy jumping the pastures. See, you're right. You're 100 right. Okay, so Tone wouldn't do it. But knew me might be the last one. Yeah, Indiana Tone. I mean, might yeah, be, those uh, are two different people. I've gotten soft out here. Yeah, Pittsburgh Tone. But nonetheless, everybody would end up in the fight which I think is a, a good description of your culture. Whenever you fought Bill O'Brien, was everybody, did any? Good question. Yeah, who jumped in? Uppercut, did right coaches, hand, left hand, did, Easterby, jump in? did you, did the coaches? Wrestling. What was it? Did you, yeah, did you lock up? A, it went to the ground, didn't it? A lot of, a lot of nice words. Just a lot of nice conversations. Um, yeah. Just, just talk. Okay, just talk. yeah, we'll get to practice film someday. Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll certainly get it. But that, hey, that type of passion is what fuels greatness. That's right. You need that type of stuff. Let's talk about some greatness. Scoring is down across the league because of how great defenses are. Let's start with the two big-time upsets from this past weekend. This Jets defense is going to keep the Jets, I think, in every single game. And there's a chance that they're going to keep the Jets in this season long enough for a guy to cure an Achilles tear from week one in the season to come back to join them. This Jets defense is obviously phenomenal. A lot of hype last year and going into the season what do you see from them and why are they so damn good JJ I mean I think they're obviously one of the main reasons that people put the Jets in that Super Bowl contender category when Aaron Rodgers joined the team and then they're also after his injury that's the whole reason that anybody has any belief in them whatsoever is because of that defense really going to do some incredible work um, I love Bryce Huff you know I think there's a lot of names on that defense I think there's a lot of guys that uh, can play a lot of great football. I think Bryce Huff coming off the, the edge, he's got some great pass rush moves. He's got some <clears throat> incredible technical skills. Um, and I know right now he's got a ton of pressures and maybe not the biggest sack numbers, but that's a guy that's been getting back there and making a lot of things happen and maybe not getting as much shine as he deserves comparative to the rest of the guys. Yeah, I think that's the first time I've heard his name said into anything that's being recorded. So I was certainly keep an eye out for old cuz, but they're loaded over there. Go ahead, AJ. 
JJ, is there, was there anything offenses would do that you just despise and yet you would hate? Say, like maybe they quick count you the whole game or obviously quick game, get the ball out of their hands or a certain like blocking scheme. Was there something that you could think of that you're like, yeah, I hate these guys and I hate why they're, I hate everything about this? Colts, Colts. You know, it, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, throwing up top to T.Y. Hilton always hurt. Um, I One of the things that's honestly, and you, you can speak to this, that's so underrated in the NFL is snap count. I think that there's so few teams that utilize the snap count to the full extent of its abilities um, because what it does is it takes any little ounce of advantage that a defensive guy can get out of the equation. So for me, I'm watching every single week, every ounce of film, all the audio, whatever we can get to get the snap count because if I can get that little jump, that little quick head start, that gives me such an advantage. But teams don't use it, and I understand why. you got to get 11 guys on the same page about the play, about the scheme, about everything else. And then on top of that, they got to remember the snap count and make sure everybody goes off at the same time. Um, but like, I was wait, wait, Chad uh, Hanks. Way, way, Is that that would get you right? That was Tony Romo's, I think. Yeah, that was his. Yeah, career. no, I, I almost jumped off sides right there. What a snap! <laughs> you were about to say Chad Henning. There it is. Chad Henney had one of the best snap counts I've ever played against. It was incredible because the key to a snap count is it has to sound like your regular count. And I, to this day, don't know how Chad Henney didn't get his own guys to jump off sides. He went on three. I, people don't go on three in the NFL. Like it's, it, we're, we're not the smartest humans in the world. So to get the entire offense on one page to go off at the same time uh, is tough enough. But Chad Henney got me to jump probably more than anybody else. Uh, TJ told us that he would actually listen to games that uh, about a, a quarterback he's playing against. He would listen to the entire – I think he said in like a dark room yep. all by himself. He's just listening to the cadence and listening to the quarterback. I assume that is something that you both did. When did you start doing that? And is that a normal thing for pass rushers to do? Yes, it is normal. Uh, it probably looks a little bit weird, but it absolutely is normal. And it's you're trying to get anything. So there's so many little nuances to it. When a quarterback walks up to the line, sometimes they give a little word to let their offensive line know, a little reminder. Hey, remember three seconds ago when I told you it's on one? I'm reminding you right now it's on one by saying, you know, they might walk up and say, white, white. That lets the offense know it's on one. They might walk up and say black, black. That means it's on two or it's a dead count where he's not going to snap it at all until he makes it live. So there's all these little things. And then the offensive line will communicate to themselves. AQ could speak to this. He, he, they might say water, water, which means hold your water. Don't jump when he says it because the cadence isn't live. All these little things that you pick up that help you in the long run and, uh, I've learned a lot of those little words over the years, and they are very, very helpful. I could imagine, yeah. And they, you can't sell that you know it either. So whenever you hear it, you just got to act like you don't hear it because uh, what was it? I think it was uh, the Seahawks taking on Peyton Manning at the Broncos, and they had two weeks, and a legion of boom oh, yeah. basically learned all of his signals, all of his signals. Allegedly, this is what happened. So whenever he started doing all his signals, they weren't telling each other what it was, but everybody was expected to kind of know it, and then they just – Killed. Yeah. Killed. Killed the Denver Broncos. It's like not giving away that you know is also a pretty big deal, I would assume. Yeah. No, you, you it's sometimes it's hard because you want to just be like, do you know how how like dumb this sounds? Like I, I know everything you're saying right now. But uh also some people are really, really smart. Uh and they'll they'll switch it up on you. They'll know that you know, and then they'll 
dummy you. And uh, I've, I've gotten caught with that before. Somebody changes up their signals because they know I know the signals, and all of a sudden I'm standing four yards in the backfield and the ball hasn't been snapped. So I'm prone to look like an idiot from time to time myself. Well, not today, not with that jersey. Uh-huh. No, no way. No, no, no. Not, not with what you got going on. Let's talk about a defense that is problematic and has 1,002 yards total given up on the entire season, which is the best performance since the 1971 uh, Colts defense, basically, Bad. in the entire history of the NFL. I think the 50, what? How many first downs? 52? 52, 52 first downs on the entire year. Uh, the Cleveland Browns Incredible. seem to be unstoppable. What Schwartz has been doing is fantastic they have the weapons obviously to be great they're taking on a legend this weekend in Gardner Minshew but why is this Cleveland Browns defense so dominant and what are we maybe not hitting or talking about over there you think I mean they've had players like they've been a very good defense and they've had the players to be a good defense I think it's all been unlocked with Schwartz I mean Schwartz is all about attacking he's all about letting these guys play he's all about just letting these dogs on the edges go eat and I think that's what's so good is that these guys are just flying around, dominating people. And that just kind of breeds this culture of even more success on the defensive side. Because as you dominate teams, you get a little bit more confidence. Everybody around you gets more confidence. And then it just snowballs into this thing. I mean, they are out here crushing people. We all know the Niners offense is one of the most dominant offenses in the game. They can beat you with four, five, six different guys at any time. But the, uh, but the Browns took away basically all of it, and they went out there and they won that game almost by themselves on the defensive side of the ball. So it's pretty incredible what they do. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. How many first downs are the, uh, are the Colts getting this week? How many points are we putting up? Probably 20, if I guess. That ain't going to happen. I know Gardner Minshew ain't going to throw another pick. He had three last week. I don't think he's going to have another <laughs> no, one can't. against this Cleveland. It's in Indianapolis, too, JJ. It is, it is in Indy, so we're going to be there. And it's like... I almost wish that before the game starts, the MC would be like, ladies and gentlemen, today the Indianapolis Colts are taking on a historically great defense. So let's not start the boo birds, you know, because like, you know what I mean? Set the expectations. Yeah, I wish they would tell everybody, because I don't know if everybody in Lucas Oil Stadium is going to be in the know that what the Cleveland Browns defense is, is like godly pretty much so like once once Gardner mentioned so we got Grover Stewart just got suspended for six games Anthony Richardson's out for the rest of the season with a shoulder surgery Shane Steichen this is his first year as head coach supposed to be an offensive guru with what Gardner Minshew did last week if he has three four series where they don't gain a yard which a thousand two of them is all that this team has given (laughs) up in six weeks or whatever the the Colts fans are going to get a little, but that's going to happen a lot with this Browns team. Like they are going to dominate away games as well. Defense can travel, obviously, and that type of stuff is just like pummeling to a spirit of a team. And they have the chance to do that, I think, this weekend to us. But the Pittsburgh Steelers did put up points and a win against them. And I mean, they're not the offensive juggernaut right now. So maybe, I mean, maybe the Colts come in here and they, they put up a performance. Who Kenny knows? has thrown for the most yards against the Cleveland Browns. Well, listen, here's the deal. Okay. Until Gardner, maybe the MC needs to say, hey, listen, this team's really good, but they haven't seen Gardner Minshew yet. And then, like, yeah. then really set the expectations of what Brother. it's going to be. But they've been fun to watch. Why is Schwartz? Just because he's so aggressive? Why isn't every defense coordinator aggressive? You got to have the guys, man. I mean, that's the number one thing it comes down to is if you don't have the guys to be aggressive, DB, you can speak to it. I mean, for me personally, I wanted to have, 
I mean, this is this is the most obvious statement ever. So congratulations to me for coming up with it. But having a lockdown, having lockdown corners that can play cover one or can play cover zero and allow your defense to rush five and let those dogs up front go eat. That is what it takes to be successful. But wow, that was a good. Yeah. Hey, that was really good. Yeah. That was really good. No, they got they got dudes though, like. Dudes, dudes that are versatile too. Dude. Greg Newsom, former first round pick corner, he plays inside. He's a dog. Emerson on the outside, Ward, lockdown guy. Grant Delpit, who came in second round pick, he's playing up his potential. Having Zadarius opposite of Miles Garrett now is a game changer. Uh, Wosu, the, the linebacker in second yeah, level, okay. he flies around. Anthony Walker, like they got dogs on every level that communicate, fly around. I forget who mentions it about like their loaf. How they oh, yeah, celebrate like, yeah. celebrations. Yeah, like that. You can, it pops off the tape that they love playing for each other and they love playing for their coach. So that's a, a deadly combination. It's, it's what Wade Phillips was a guy like that that did that. Obviously, my first couple of years in the league, Wade Phillips is a guy who he loves to play man to man coverage and he loves to let his guys up front eat. I mean, I was very fortunate as a defensive lineman to play in that and be successful in it. Aaron Donald was extremely successful in it, obviously, for Wade Phillips. He was up there in Denver. He had DeMarcus, yep. he had Von Miller. So, I mean, it also is that combination where, like I was talking about, you build that confidence and you guys get better because of that style of play. That's kind of what we've all had with Wade, where you got to have good players to do it, but you also make your good players look even better with the schemes you pull up. There's a bunch of stats that say the Browns are the best man-to-man defense team in the NFL by far, too. So it's like it, it all kind of feeds into each other, and they got a buzzsaw in the Colts this weekend. Con Man has a question for you, JJ. Yeah, JJ, right now there's the whole entire tush-push thing, and everyone thinks it's so easy, and they tried to get rid of it. But w- what does that play in particular cause problems for on defense? And then also why isn't every offense getting first downs automatically every time they do the tush-push? I got to be honest, I'm surprised at how many people are failing at it um, because I'm, I'm on the side of if you have a third and one or a fourth and one, you should be quarterback sneaking it every single time. Nothing frustrates me more than seeing a team line up in shotgun on third and one or fourth and one. But I'm almost having to try and change my mind a little bit because of all these teams failing at it. The Cowboys failed at it. The Giants failed at it. Um, Patriots. I think like, like the biggest advantage that you have in this type of situation because it's almost everything's equal. It's a scrum, everybody's lined up, but the one advantage the offense has is they know the snap count. So you get to move that massive amount of weight faster than the defense gets to move it. Now, it may only be a tenth of a second, but that's all you need to get one yard. So, I mean, when you sit there and you look at it, you're like, okay, the one team that's really, really dominating it is the Eagles. They have Jason Kelsey, one of the best, if not the best centers of all time. They have a quarterback that squats 600 pounds, obviously, which really helps when the quarterback can drive the pile. They're just doing it that much better. And I think it comes down to the center and the quarterback and the ability to take that extra tenth of a second advantage and just dominate people. But I'm really shocked at how many people are getting stuffed on it. Yeah, Dak said that they didn't push his tush enough. That's why he didn't pick it up. And I assume the next iteration from the Eagles is a hard count, you know, because the amount of – I couldn't even fathom mm-hmm. the amount of on the defensive side. Like you have to submarine yeah. pretty much as soon as that ball moves. Hard count's coming at some point. Yeah, it ha- it has to come. I, just natural human instinct would be to just move a little bit. Can't get your own guys out. That's no. right. Because yeah. then you get out push push territory. That's mm-hmm. bad. And once you get fake, out to- it, fake it and take a shot downfield though. What if you do that? Yeah, the with a, a release like back away and let let a tight end release down the field and pop it right over the top. Of- pass, yeah. We haven't even seen the. 
evolution of this thing yet. And it might somebody be- somebody this past week tried a little flip out of it. They they looked, yeah. they were like in tush push and then they went with the flip out the backside and uh, I believe they dropped it. I'm trying yeah, to who, believe that who was, who was the Patriots. Yeah. yeah, I think the Patriots did that. Mac Jones went to flip it to Ramondre Stevenson, and it was about a quarter mile behind him. Oh yeah, and then it went out of bounds. Fourth and one. Bingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Tush push backside. A lot of butt talk out of you, JJ. Yeah. I love everything about it. Uh, let's talk butts. Uh, let's talk about a guy who's a game closer, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, Ty Schmidt. Yeah, JJ, Micah Parsons, who, you know, I, I don't think he, he, he wasn't super active. We thought, you know, especially with, uh, like, how he's done so far this year that he might take over that game against the Chargers, but the Chargers had five sacks and kind of had Dak moving all night. But then on that last drive on second down, he gets in there, gets a huge sack. Um, if you're not, like, if you're as dominant as he is and you're not having a game that's like, you know, really popping off the stat sheet. Does a play like this kind of just absolve everything that you've done up to that point? And also, how the hell do the Chargers when like they know, hey, where's he at? We can't let this guy just completely destroy what we're trying to do here. And then in the most critical moment of the game, he's still just a free rusher bearing down on Herbert. Like how to ha- how the hell does that happen? Yeah, I think that what you're speaking about is it kind of works twofold. So if you're not having, let's say, you know, the numbers or the stats that you want to have, um, but it gets to the end of the game and it's crunch time and it's time for somebody needs to make a play to try and end this game, you do kind of get into that mode where you're like, okay, maybe not the best body of work. Maybe I don't have the numbers I want, but it, if I do this right now, none of that matters because it helps us win the game. And this is the moment that people remember. Um, and obviously he did that in this game. I mean, being able to end it with that and then the pressure on the interception, obviously. Um, the guy is an incredible player. Now, to say that he was free on Herbert, I mean, he wasn't. He, he, he kind of split. He didn't, he didn't necessarily split a double team because he was rushing up the gap and then they both split off to block other people, which helped. But, I mean, if, if it was me, I would say, yes, yeah, so look at me. I split that double team. What a, what a job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's a dominant, great sack. And it, that, that moment, to your point, yes, does take away anything else to happen in the game because at the end of the day, it's about winning, and he just helped his team win the game. Yeah, Gilmore would get a pick the next play. I do believe they would obviously end up getting a big-time dub over the Chargers where that super fan mm-hmm. uh-huh. was showcased. J.J., I know you're a guy. Pat, JJ, where are we at on this? J.J.? Listen, Where let me are we tell you, on this? Let me a tell lot you. of talk. A lot of talk. Yeah. Let me tell you what I know is fake. Okay? okay? That building you've been posting all over your damn Instagram. Okay? That's a fake building. I don't know why you were doing this. That's not real, JJ. And you posted this thing like 10 times on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's a fake building. What are they paying you to do this? <laughs> and why are they paying you to post a fake building, JJ? <laughs> I posted this one time and you turn it into a full blown conspiracy theory, which you have on your hands. I mean, the world is a buzz about the fan and about your show and about everything going on with this woman, which I love. I love the lady. I think it's incredible. Um, but that sounds like you love her, JJ. You you just, you did a little, uh, you know, you, that was your first reaction. Okay. That was your first reaction. I don't know the honest truth. It's see, I want to believe she's a super fan. I, I absolutely want to believe. Yeah. Okay, JJ, that makes two teams. Uh, that makes a couple five teams. of us. Because these two. Well, know, what, 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 where, where are we at? Like, I mean, obviously, this, the show yesterday made after watching that. Absolutely, she's one hundred percent a yeah. real fan. 
Then you get the Viking stuff and we get today. And then we get people that are pissed at her. Even if, I don't care if she switched allegiances, who cares? Yeah. She's passionate. She loves right. the game. I don't give a shit. Me neither. Yeah. yeah. And also, if, if that's fake, if that's acting, like four hours, she great. Let's, let's, yeah. And if she's, Sign her up. no, I, I guess people would say, well, then she's getting paid. It's like, well, Florio says she's getting paid in attention. That's all she cares. It's like, <laughs> Well, I don't care. I yeah. hope there's 70,000 people at Lucas Oil Stadium looking for attention mm-hmm. for being absurd as they take on the Cleveland Browns this weekend. Yeah. That, that's what I hope happens. So I want to believe. But I do believe the part of it is just like human instinct. It's, it's tough to believe that you have that much passion about it. I would love to have that much passion about a lot of like that that to, to live life with that much passion is fantastic. You're Good. right. We need more Marianne does, if that's her name. We yeah, did, true. If that's her name, we would like Uh-oh. more Mary. What's that, AJ? What was that? You what said? are you What are you trying to say? That's not even her name. What? You, why? Why? I don't that, know what to believe. Me? I was reading a lot of things on the internet last. Who's she night. working for, Pat? Who's she working for then? I think she's working for herself. I think she's just out there yeah, doing her too. thing. I think, she, I think she potentially. You know, she said that she's on the jumbotron all the time at Chargers games. It's mm-hmm. like she knows the attentions there, yeah. and she still shows up for her team. Yeah. She's not embarrassed. No, she's not scared of the spotlight. What if they no. play the Vikings though? What if they put? What if they face off? She's got that Laura Hawk jersey. Yep. Boom. Bingo. <laughs> right, right down the middle. <laughs> right down the middle. And she's actually painting her face, yep. and it'll just say, oh, oh, well, because yep. the SK yeah. was off. That photo, she was all in <laughs> on the Vikings. I wonder what happened. What did the Vikings do in the last few years? Maybe like, when Thielen left. They choked. Oh, yeah, it might have been when Thielen left. Or Zimmer. She looks she, like a big she, Zimmer girl. What was that, JJ? Yeah. You were looking at that photo. That was the Is that, Yeah. Was that at the Coliseum? So she was already living in LA. Playing, and uh, uh, okay, uh, JJ. Yeah. Hold yeah. on. Yeah. StubHub Stadium. I can't see it. It's see, really I think it's tall. when they were playing in the Gopher Stadium when they were working on the new. Uh, I think that's the Coliseum because it's a Rams game. If you zoom in on the uh, uh, logo, yep. yeah, maybe. it's a Rams game. Rams. So that's the Rose Bowl, right? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Who was saying it was StubHub? No, Who said the, it was the soccer stadium? Well, when it was just the, remember, zoom in a little bit. The original photo that the internet saw was that. Yeah. Boom. Pretty much right there. That was all the internet had. So whoever is an old friend of hers, that is probably a Vikings fan, was like, I'm not sick of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay, this is from Facebook. Mm-hmm. And they just send out, you know, that entire thing to somebody. And then somebody dug in a little deeper and was like, hey, well, if you zoom out, yeah, that is not a kid's game. No, that is that is the Los Angeles <laughs> Rams. Yeah. <laughs> adults. So I learned a lot about her. And to everybody's point here, if that was fake fandom, we need more fake niceness yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. instead of the real bullshit. Yeah. Amen. You know I mean? Thank you, Marianne. Thank you, Marianne. Love you, Marianne. Thank you, Marianne. Um, you know who's not saying thank you? Tristan Wirfs, whenever somebody says, I want your creamsicle jersey. Watch this clip from after the game this past weekend. What up, big dog? What are you doing? Dude, you're a dog. You're a dog. Hell yeah. No! Bro, I see you. Let me get that. This? Let me get that. I got to keep this one. Oh, okay, creamsicle. What's up, bro? How you doing? Hey, Ken. We'll check. I'll send you a Hi, well, guys. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send you one. Uh, you know I got to keep the yes. creamsicle on. I forgot. Okay. I appreciate that Soul was like, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, you're right. Boom. This is not a normal jersey. And I like that Tristan Wirfs got super excited. He was like, bro, you see how cool these are? Come I mean, on. I got my C on here. I got a name. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and hang this one. This is now what week of what? Wednesday now? Five, six? What week? How many weeks do you think? Is it six weeks, seven weeks? I believe it's, uh, it's probably six. Six or five, seven. Six. Five. Every single week, okay, yeah. JJ has wanted to talk about jerseys. Without- mm-hmm. Like, I had no idea. I don't know if anybody knows oh, yeah. 
This guy loves the jersey game. Will you explain the creamsicle jersey and why it's so special and also your affinity for these jerseys around the league? Because I find it to be quite interesting that you are this dialed into all of these things. I love talking uniforms, Pat. I think that it's a fascinating discussion around the NFL, and I think that some throwbacks are absolutely lights out and should become full-time uniforms. I think some are great, but should only be used sometimes, and I think some are terrible. Um, I'm not going to say who I do because I don't want to offend anybody on this show that lives in Indianapolis and some of them may be coming up. Talking about oh. the Indiana boys or Indiana Knights, but it's a one o'clock game. I think. Uh, yeah, I just want to talk about the good ones. I think I'll just talk about the good ones. <laughs> the good. Uh, I think the Falcons. Falcons, one thousand percent percent should make theirs a full time uniform. Absolutely. I think the creamsicle works perfectly as a once in a while throwback. I do not think that should be a full time. I think the Vikings throwbacks, one hundred percent, should be their full time uniform. I think. I, there's one on this picture that you're looking at that I think you know is a unbelievably clean, but also just makes me cry on the inside. Uh, the Oilers. The oh, Oilers oh, uniform oh, is so extremely good, but Houston, like that's Houston. That, and, and I know Oilers. Or, I mean, Titans fans are going to all up in my mentions now. Stop crying about it. Stop crying about it. Okay. <laughs> I lived in Houston. All those people in Houston, the history, the tradition, everything that they have down there. I'm yeah. getting heated up. I'm getting heated up. I got to cool it down. I, cool I knew there down. was an angle, though. Look good. I, I knew there was an angle. I knew there was an angle. And the angle is that you people, and I'm talking about Houston Texans fans, have said to themselves every time the Titans have trotted out this old Oilers jersey going, that's ours. Mm. That's our city's thing. That, what are you, that should be the Texans' throwback jersey. That is what should be here in Houston as opposed to Tennessee. Nobody really talks about this much. Everybody talks about how cool it is. They're like, look at how cool that old Oilers jersey is. Sweet. Oh, you remember the glory days down here in Houston? Mm-hmm. I think there was multiple massive games with the Pittsburgh Steelers oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that have kind of highlighted my childhood growing up with that beautiful baby blue. And all the Texans fans are saying, everybody likes it, huh? Yeah, it's because we created it. That is our thing. I didn't know that was the case. That's the case? Yeah. I'm, I have to say this right out of the gate. So Amy Adams Strunk, the Titans owner, is a phenomenal person. She donated a million dollars to the hurricane relief. She was one of the first people to reach out. So I have yeah, unbelievable Amy. respect you, for Amy. her and Love everybody you. over there. So a lot of this, when I say it, is is a little bit in jest, obviously. But – the reality of the situation is the people of Houston, uh, the city of Houston absolutely feels that connection to Love You Blue. They feel that connection to that era, to that team. Um, there was a lot of things that went on at the end of that era and the reason for them leaving town and everything that came along with it. But uh, it's just, it's so hard not to be able to wear those uniforms when you're playing down there in Houston because they're beautiful. I, I mean, was, it is a beautiful uniform. Yeah, they'd be the second best. Uh, they'd be second best in the AFC South, just like they are now. Oh, look at that thing. I mean, what is that? Yeah, but the jerseys. What is that? It's Indiana Make the jerseys black. Make the jerseys black and the pants black as well. Yes. The jerseys aren't black? Yeah. Hold on. So it's Indiana Knights, but it's a blue. It's a blue. It's like a moon. Like a blue moon. What are we doing? What are we doing? That's right here. I thought I threw this one away. It is here. Is that Paisley? It's blue. That's so sweet. 
Guys, uh, hold awesome. it up. Wow. Show it off. That's hold it up. Up. Hold it up, man. Come on. Hold oh, up. So cool. Don't be scared, wow. Wow. Right. Hey, Hell we'll yeah. see you tomorrow for uh, Thursday Night Football Thursday right here back on ESPN. Sports Center in 7. Have a good day. Nailed <laughs> it. Okay. Nice. Like, how hard is it, man? Like, honestly, like some of these, like, like there are some unbelievable ideas too. out there. And there are just some that's like, how did you, how did you miss like that? So we all agree, okay, mm-hmm. JJ, that this would have been dope, all blacked out. Yep. Yeah. Every blacked out uniform looks so cool. Yep. yep. You look so fast. Oh, yeah. There was a time where the Indianapolis Colts would just wear white Spanx. Mm. That was pretty much our uniform. Okay. You know what I mean? It was just all white. They had two stripes here, I think, or three stripes. Mm. I forget oh. the exact amount. All white, all white, all white. All white. So we were just wearing Spanx. And as cameras evolved, you know, those of us who enjoyed like Thanksgiving and holidays and maybe got a little bit pudgier, mm-hmm. those 4K cameras really exposed some big belly buttons, you know? So uh, I sure. I was a big fan of any type of alternate uniform we could potentially come up with or wear. And I think there is a lot to the tradition of the Colts. Been around a long time, obviously old Baltimore Colts teams and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But when I heard Indiana Knights was coming. Uh-huh. Yes. I thought we are going black dot. So yeah. pumped. So, like, murdered out. Matte black all the way down. And that blue is a good hint. Yeah, yeah. Sure You enough. know, like, in the middle of it. So, we were all confused by the blue jersey. But it, the boys are going to look good. And it's Indiana boys on the Indiana okay. Nights. Yeah. AQ did not enjoy the white Spanx either. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> That's AQ? I think it's punters. Punters and O-linemen. Like, Shane Lecker would always say, please let us not wear all white this week. I don't want to wear all white. O-linemen, same way. They never want to wear the all white. I personally like the all white, but I, I, uh, uh, did I you, realized. But you roll, you roll, yeah. Yeah. I mean, these guys. Same. Of course. Yeah, just absolutely strapping lads. Maybe. I'll, I'll tell you why I liked it. I'm very, very pale. So it made me look a little tanner when I was rocking the all white. I, <laughs> I was a very, I'm a, I was, I am. Still, still the same human. Super Very cock, pale. super Caucasian, super cock, mm-hmm. super cock. Yeah, D butt looks so cool. Jeez, D butt looks so oh, cool. Oh gosh, look at that. And the Pops boxing at. glove on. Pops out. Yeah, that, that was against Houston. Actually. Look at that Thursday club. night. That club is oh, Sunday night. Hey, Sunday in the back night. there, that's uh, T. Uh, TJ. Yeah. TJ Green. Hey, he was nice. he was cool dude. Yep. He sat next to me every single mm-hmm. week. I think he was still playing up until like a couple years ago. Yeah, he played in. Uh, I mean, that's a great uniform. It's not. Thank it, you, JJ. It, it looks you. clean. I mean, on those guys, it looks awesome. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. the, the, the picture from AQ on the skill looks please. awesome. Whoa, JJ. Did you mean all black guys? Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. 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 What's What's that about? Oh, oh, of course. Oh, Wisconsin. Oh. Second time today. I forgot. We're on ESPN. A lot of hate white guys. Is that the case, yeah. JJ? Yeah. Jeez <laughs> Louise, dude. Unbelievable. <laughs> no, but you're right. Yeah. I mean, there was guys that were certainly uh, much better off with the, because as the years went on and technology grew, you couldn't even get like the old school, like Jersey one. that was like loose. It yeah. was like yeah. loose. What are you talking about? We only have the tightest off. That's like seven times the size. That's like seven times bigger than the size I'm supposed to have. So it was like, it's really tight on. I'm like, well, give me a, uh, can I get like a 19X thing? <laughs> yeah. Can I just get a loose? It's a good photo. You look clean, cuz. It's a good photo. Yeah. What no, is this from? Oh, uh, yeah. Antonio Brown just shook the shit out of me in the middle of the fucking field. Right uh, in front good, of like. Good picture, though. There was like good 30 picture. McAfee's there as well. <laughs> that when he mm-hmm. jumped on the. Uh, yeah, then he humped the thing. And, one, yep. One glove. He's due one for glove, a threesome. Michael Jackson. I always went with one glove. Uh, Ooh, that was yeah. the. Because the glove technology 
was so good. And every time I went on the field, I caught a ball. You know what I mean? Like, so I had to catch every single time I went out there. Used to work my hands. Had probably, probably... Third or fourth? Oh, I don't know, dude, but... I, if, three or four? If I went with two gloves, I couldn't even fathom what I would have been doing on that jugs machine. But, like, I had a lot of... I had a... I worked... Hard on my hands, like I did. I think that's a massive part of punting. Like, I think like a lot of younger kids, whenever they ask me, like college kids, they're like, "How do I get better at punting?" It's like, "Yo, get better with your hands." Because the longer you see the ball on the tee, like, the better you're gonna be. It's just like natural there. But I also like to feel the ball, you know, because I need to feel where it is. So I went with the one glove to help with the catch, and then the feel, you know, laces with the right hand, the drop with the right hand. You know, I would do that. So thing. you're catching, catching with the glove and spinning with the. Two-handed two catch, but the left hand is dominating the catch. You know, two hands, though, but the yeah. left hand is dominating because of the glove. And then I'm feeling with the right. Yeah, I'm feeling with the right, you know. Yeah. Yeah. For Adam Vinatieri, so I don't fuck him over. Because if he misses, it's definitely me, not Adam Vinatieri. Ooh, He's that is a stressful yeah. spot to be in. Bro, first time I went out there holding for him. It was my first time ever holding. Yeah. Okay. Lied to Bill Poley and said I knew how to hold. That's why I got drafted to be the punter there. So you guys had a you guys had a good snapper down there too. Overton, right? Overton was there towards the end. Justin Snow was there at the beginning. Yeah, we had a great operation. Yeah. We had a great we had a good crew every time I was down there. But like is the Could he snap the laces? I was talking to John Weeks about this for a long time because he he practices it all the time. That he can literally snap it. So that you don't have to move the laces. That's like that's, that's the most precise. That's how they're judged, yeah. That's how long snappers are judged. So like you said that's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Well, they just same throw every single time, same distance every single time. And like that's how you get one of the 32 jobs. You know, they're making millions of bucks right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. What yeah. about punt snaps, Pat? What about punt snaps? Can you put the laces up for you? No, just strike zone is all you're looking for. Like basically knee to chest. Like people will say, I want to rail my hip. It's like, okay. If you from 14 and a half yards, if you can put that fucking right on <laughs> yeah. right here. Every time. I'm with you, AJ. I'm with you. Why not? They got all day to practice. I mean, they don't <laughs> true. Much, much don't going true. Like, it's the same distance every time. Come on. Like, like you got two you things. You can't line anybody up one either. Think about it, Jage. One is four. Yeah. Hey, JJ, in college, were you allowed to kill the center? Were you allowed to kill the snapper in on like field goals in college? Or did they change the rule by then? I don't remember, but I was in that wedge in the back, so I was getting killed. Uh, I don't remember if you were allowed to hit the center or not. Got it. They no, changed the rules. They changed the rules recently. What was it like last probably five years? Maybe is that what it was? I think where the long snapper. It used to be. Protected. You know that tush push. Tush push was happening right over the snapper. both shoulders of the long snapper with D tackles <laughs> down here, and then two linebackers behind them. And then as soon as that ball moves. 600 pounds on one shoulder, 600 pounds on the other, and then there's somebody coming up behind trying to get the block. And at some point... But I will say, I will say that that's one of my favorite things in the world is when, you know how nowadays teams try and move a guy in the punt formation just to try and get something? So if you move anybody, if anybody goes into motion or anybody moves, the back ref goes like this, and that means that you're allowed to now line up over the center... Oh, when it was the second anybody back there moved and the ref did this, the 300-pound nose tackle just slides right head up over the snapper and right down the railway. It's, that's the best. It's literally any time. So we used, to, we used to have a PP. So we didn't know which way we were punting when we went out onto the field. Like it was, uh, mm. it was, very, it was a really nice thing uh, that Coach McMahon kind of just not only allowed us to do, but like promoted, and we had a good crew. So whenever our PP was trying to get set, like if he would set his feet, 
and then he would move. Then all of a sudden it was the boom, and then Overton's got a guy. So this, our PP would literally walk onto the field and never stop walking. Okay, the whole thing's going down, whole thing's going down. And then as soon as we would pick a side or declare what we were doing, then all of a sudden a shift would happen from some teams and he would have to move again. You could hear Overton basically go, motherfucker, you know, <laughs> up there because he's about to get just steamrolled in that whole thing. Long snappers in the NFL are so incredibly precise. That's why if you see a guy who has a job, He's having that job until he fucks up, pretty much. So if you see guys that have been around for 10 years, 15 years at a place, it's like they have been so precise, so diligent in their job for so long. They've been paid well, but they've also been given zero credit yeah. for anything that they have done through their whole life, and that's just what it is, trying to stay under radar. And punt coverage snapping, it's like two things. you got to be able to do two things really well. It's either you snap really well, block really well, or cover really well. So in the punt game, like on field goals, have to be able to get the laces. That's like just, you have to do that. Like laces have to be from 9 o'clock to 3 o'clock every single fucking time. If we're spending 6 o'clocks on a regular basis, Ooh. you are fucking fired. Boom. Okay, that is just how this whole thing goes. In the punt, though, like you got to be able to snap well. It's got to be accurate. But if you're like kind of miss every once in a while, like Diossi for the Giants. He was a guy that was not as accurate with the punt block, but he could block, and he was making like 15, 20 tackles a year down there. So that's like kind of how everybody's judged. Didn't want to go on a full long snapper rant, but I got massive respect for him, and it is not an easy job at all, JJ. Hey, we, got, we got one of the best, too, here. Luke, Luke Rhodes. Yeah, former linebacker. Former linebacker comes in to play linebacker for the Colts and starts looking around, starts seeing how everything's kind of unfolding, and Tom McMahon is like, hey, you should uh, – you should – and he, like, picked it up, and now he's, like, pro bowler, everything like Beast. that. Yeah, he's a, he's a dog. But, yeah, you trying to ruin their lives, JJ, yeah. makes so much sense. Now, cool. Now that I just thought about that. I I love that we gave them some, some shine. They deserve some shine. They work their ass off. They have a craft that they perfected, and they found a way to make millions of dollars throwing a ball between their legs. All for it. Love it. Yeah, we do love that type of story, don't we? Yeah. yeah. Just right. like we love yeah. Taylor and Travis being in love. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Right, JJ? All, yeah, same as same as Chargers fans, same as the whoa, building. Whoa. All, whoa. We love it all. We love it all. We love it all. All good stories. Uh-oh. You're the man. We appreciate the hell out of you. Enjoy the rest of your day. I know it's been a long one with the baby on East Coast time, but you guys uh, on West Coast geez. time. So power through, pal. You're a dad. You're a good man. I appreciate it. Love you guys. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day. You too, JJ. Hey, and listen, Darius. When I come back here, I'll watch. I'll know. Yeah. All, right. All three of them. We did it. Let's fly together. Hey, maybe not, next week. Maybe not three. Next week, oh, awesome. Darius will have a nice summary yeah. of the Mighty yeah. Ducks franchise. Yes, yeah, there we great. go. AJ, AJ, have fun in Ohio State. That'll be awesome. It's going to be really cool to it's watch that. Be. Looking forward to seeing Yeah. Three points this weekend, weekend, JJ. Come on, lads. Who? Burnley, yes. come on, lads. Oh. Against who? Brentford. Yes. Must win. Brentford. Got to get it done. It's a, They're it's just a above one. you. We, we, they haven't been winning. You got to win, JJ. Yep. What Thank happened? you for breaking down my own team to me. I appreciate it very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Slap the ball the other way. Hey, so. <laughs> Is there anything else I should know? Is there anything else? You're going to want to keep possession with them because they like the long ball. They'll go over the top. <laughs> They'll you burn go. you real quick. Tell them, JJ, right before the game. Send the tap. Get in there and let them know strategy, what you need to break down. I so we're not I good had, right I had now. We called with our coach last week. What? No. What? Uh, 
What did the boys say? What do the lads got cooking? Yeah, what do we got? What do we got going? We got to win, right? We got to win. That's what needs to happen. Uh, yes, I love our our, co- our uh, I, I'd say coach in America, so people know, but our manager, he's he's a brilliant, brilliant mind. He's literally one of the best Premier League players in history. He's won it all. Um, he speaks seven languages. He's he's super, Damn. super smart. So he's always trying to find uh, new angles and new ways to get better. Um, and it was their technical bye week last week because of the international break, and so he wanted to talk literally about some things in, in the NFL and if there's any possible things that can help him and help them be better and help okay. just anything he could find to get better. So it was really yes. cool. I thought I he was saying, hey, and hey, lad, let's not talk uh, about soccer. Oh, no, no, no. Tell me about this Jets defense. <laughs> I would have been like, whoa, JJ, we need a new guy. You know, yeah, if yeah, we're in the seriously. middle of the season worried about that, he's trying to find new ways to motivate yeah. the boys. Sure. That, right? Uh, That's what he's trying to motivate. No, no, like like stuff. Like no actual stuff. Like how like how man to man defenses work, how zone defenses, how you how you find ways to oh, break it. He's trying to see is there any correlation whatsoever. Oh it's, he gotta watch cool. everything D B. No stone left unturned. Yeah. I agree completely, but also we got I, I do need to send him some D B. Yeah. I'll send him some clips. Yeah. We got a big game to prepare for. Maybe let's not be watching them too much American football. Yeah. If you guys lose, you got to shit can this guy. <laughs> you got to. You cannot. Vincent Company's a legend. It's Vincent Company? Yes, sir. The yeah. Why the hell is he talking about football? Wait, guys? the Flying Dutchman? Yeah. Get him on. Get your team on some steroids, Jage. Get him on. <laughs> Get him on. There it is. Or have one of them release a sex tape. Get some pub for that. That'll team. do it. Yeah. 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 That'll, yeah. Yeah. That'll do it. Oh, God. I think that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We appreciate- hey, let's go, Burnley. Yeah, yeah, come on now, Burnley. It's Clarence. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, JJ Watt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joining us now is a man who played in the NHL for 13. Seasons and listen to this story. Not only is he a former All Star, obviously got dangles as a defenseman, as a stud, and everything like that. Whenever he signed a deal with the Montreal Canadiens, he pledged one million dollars every single year from his contract to the Montreal Children's Hospital. You're talking about a good human, great hockey player. Now he's an ESPN analyst for the great league that is the NHL. Ladies and gentlemen, PK Subban. What's up, dude? What's up, man? You, you are, listen. That's an amazing intro. You just forgot one thing. I'm also doing some part-time modeling now that I'm retired. <laughs> okay. So on the side, I do have some modeling gigs going on. Ladies and gentlemen, a man that played for 13 years <laughs> in the uh, handsome son of a bitch. No, uh, let's dive in here. Obviously, good human in the NHL on ESPN was a massive move, right? Because I think all of us that are from hockey towns thought that the explosion of the NHL would be great for all sports world. Now, we're a couple years into this. How do you feel about the ESPN-NHL relationship? How do you feel the game is growing? And are you enjoying being a part of ESPN's NHL coverage? Well, first of all, I think I feel like it's a privilege uh, for me to be able to work with ESPN and and start my second chapter of my career here and also be able to come on this show. Um, These are the types of things that we'd like to see more in hockey, obviously, to get more exposure in the game. But the game is at an all time high right now. I think ESPN's done a great job of, of highlighting the superstars. I think that's where hockey has been behind in the past. But you look at Connor Bedard, he's come on your show. He's been front and center the first couple weeks in hockey. And everybody in the world knows who he is now. And they're going to know more about him as the season goes on because this guy's an unbelievable talent. He's going to help drive revenue for the NHL, bring new people into the game. But his skill set is comparable to a lot of the 
star athletes that we see in other sports. And we just got to get that on the platform that we have here at ESPN and show the world who we are. Well, I'll tell you what. It is very stupid that our name is even being mentioned as that. We are incredibly pumped to talk to Connor Bedard, but it does feel like the hockey culture for a long time has been very tight-lipped. You know, like, you had an incredible personality, which I think every hockey fan loved. It's like, okay, this guy's different than most hockey players. Now, obviously, you're a black dude, so that is yep. going to be a conversation mm -hmm. that happens immediately. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that is, which I think is only going to grow. Yeah. I think that's going to be something that's going to continue to grow with the development of ESPN's deal and more people seeing and that's going to be great for the sport for everything but you were you had a personality you're outgoing you're chit-chatting telling your stories hockey people never did that like Connor Bedard coming on our show I thought was a massive deal because normally he would be kind of held back so to your point we think it's good news but why has the hockey world been like that for so long PK well I, I think first of all the confidence that I had to be myself in a world that where the culture was so consistent from player to player, coach to coach, GM to GM, organization to organization, was the impact that I knew I could have on the ice, right? As a player, as an athlete, you're always confident based on your abilities first and what you can bring to a team and bring to the league. I never second-guessed my abilities. I had a lot of confidence coming out of junior hockey, and I wanted to come in and break the door down. And I was going to do that while being myself. I knew that I was going to be tied in to other things that were interests of mine, like the hospital, the foundation, all of those things, building my brand, doing things away from the game. That allowed me to be a better hockey player. But in a, in a sport where the culture was so tight-knit, um, yeah, it definitely pushed people. It definitely pushed people to get comfortable with my personality. And you know what? Uh, I have to give myself credit. I didn't <laughs> bend. I didn't break. I stuck to who I was going to be. But I also did it the right way. And that's the best part of it is that I respected the game. I respected the shield. I respected the guys before me. But I also knew where the game needed to go. And I wanted to see not only more people like me, but people from different walks of life that had never watched the game before to have an opportunity to play our game and celebrate our game, just like I, I had the opportunity to do. Hell yeah. Hey, Woo! I appreciate it. Hey, I got to give me credit. And then you list off, like, for real, because there was probably so many moments. And I'm serious with that whenever it comes to the hockey world. We're from Pittsburgh. Sidney Crosby has been, like, the greatest player on earth for a long time. And we don't – I don't know – I know next to shit about him because he never really – every answer is the same answer. And he's not the only one. It's like every hockey player has been that way. So whenever I assume you were going through your career – doing the things you were doing, you were probably told by so many people it would be in your best interest to not do that. So, hell yeah, you do deserve some credit. And by the way, in the end, I think you made hockey better, PK. Yeah. Hey, you made hockey better, pal. You made hockey better. I think... I, I definitely did. And you know what? Uh, I just don't know how to do it any other way, Pat. Like, where I'm from, my parents only wanted me to be myself. They didn't want me to be anything that I wasn't. And I would tell that to any kid out there that's listening um, that aspires to be an athlete in any sport. Be yourself. Everyone else is taken. And, you know, if I was something I wasn't, maybe I wouldn't have the opportunity to be working on ESPN. Maybe I wouldn't be on the Pat McAfee show right now. So yeah. I'm happy that I stuck to my guns and, and did it my way. PK, we're lucky that you're on the show. And we know what you did today to do 
come on our show. So, like, we appreciate the hell out of you. Yeah. Hell yeah. You need to know hell that. Hell yeah. Guy was supposed to have a flight, change his flight so he could come on the show. It's Ooh, like, bro, 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 bro. We do this tomorrow. Season's just getting started. <laughs> yeah. Not that big of a deal. So, we appreciate the hell out of you. We, You mentioned McDavid and this next generation of greats. He had a goal last night that was just absolutely filthy. It feels like every time he's on the ice, something spectacular happens. Gets tripped, spins, no problem. How you doing? Keep it moving. This isn't a movie. This is professional hockey. Let me put this away. He is now obviously up in Edmonton. Wow. And I think, yeah, I mean, he's uh -huh. filthy. That's very average for him, by the way. He's, they call him McJesus, like Christ, uh, because of what he's able to do on the water, the ice, mm -hmm. and also how he goes about doing his thing. But he's been kind of hidden from most of the world, you know, except for highlights on the internet. If you're in the hockey world, you'll see it. Connor Bedard being in Chicago, massive ordeal, right? In this, uh, I think this is a huge ordeal. Do you think we're about to get into a point where maybe they, I don't want to say the NHL sets it up, but like, Connor being in Chicago is a big fucking deal. It's the third largest city in the United States of America. They have a very deep hockey history. They have not been great for a long time, and he's supposed to be the next guy. So it's like, that's huge for hockey. Is there more guys that are going to come up that are like Connor Bedard? Does the future have those types of superstars? And how do you see it kind of transcending outside of just the hockey culture into the world of sport pop? Well, let's start at the top with McDavid. You said they call him uh, McJesus. I call him McNasty. The guy's absolutely filthy. His hands are disgusting. And what I consider, what he does on the ice, I wouldn't even consider it hockey. It's video game-esque. The, 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 the speed and the pace that this guy plays at, the things that he can do at top speed, it's not human-like. I'm just, I'm being completely real with you. What he does on the ice is out of this world, and he's box office. You got to go watch this guy play. Because I don't know if we've ever, first of all, we've never seen a player play the way he's played. We've never seen a player do the things that he does on the ice. And I don't know if we ever will. So with Connor, Connor McDavid is about, I think he's about 50 points away from 900. And he's about 150 points away from, from 1,000 points. That puts him in the category with Gordie Howe, Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux. Right. So Connor McDavid, that speaks for himself. When it comes to Connor Bedard, I put Connor whether you want to put him at the top of the list, I wouldn't put him there yet because I still think that Jack Hughes and a couple guys are ahead of him. But he's in that group of Jack Hughes, Logan Cooley, Trevor Zegras, Cole Coffee, Cole Caulfield in Montreal. Like these guys are the next wave of talent that are coming. And what these guys are doing on the ice on a night to night basis, Austin Matthews as well. Back-to-back hat-tricks, fastest U.S. born born player to I think it's 300 goals, Ooh. fastest Toronto the 300 goals absolutely nasty so we can go down the list of numbers and the records that these guys are breaking but it's the entertainment aspect and you spoke about it how do we grow the game well I'm, hockey's the best game to watch live it's not even close i know some people talk to me about tennis and tennis is great no not even close to hockey tennis. i know can you imagine that that's people's rebuttal to me is tennis i'm like guys i love tennis I don't miss the U.S. Open, but it's nothing close to a hockey game and watching these guys and the talent that they bring. I think with the NHL, we got to continue to bring the cameras closer to these players, show who they are, and highlight the individuals on these teams. Hockey's traditionally uh, celebrates the team and the history of the team, which is all great. But I'm sorry, when when Cleveland was uh, was winning championships, I wanted to go watch LeBron play. 
And when Chicago is winning championships, I'm going to watch Jordan play. Chicago Blackhawks are playing. I'm going to watch Connor Bedard. That's that's just me as a sports fan. So you got to go watch these guys play. But the NHL has got to continue to shine the lens on the individuals in the sport that are doing great things. Hell yeah, I agree. Logan Cooley, Pittsburgh guy. Ooh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course. There's a yeah. reason. That kid's yeah. got grit. That mm-hmm. kid's got a lot of grit. Ty has a question for you, PK. Yeah, PK, this might be yep. my own bias because I am a Las Vegas Golden Knights fan, but I think one of the best things about the NHL compared to other leagues is that the expansion teams, for whatever reason, are like immediate cup contenders or at least good right away, whereas in other sports, Anytime an expansion team comes in, they fucking suck for, you know, like five to seven years until they actually get their guys in. Do you think that's a conscious decision by the NHL? And I'm curious, are players um, kind of like, are, are they kind of pissy about the fact that like these new franchises come in and are immediately uh, one of like the top 10 best teams in the NHL and a team that could go win a cup right away? Well, if any player was complaining about that, I'd tell them to park their ego at the door. This is about the league. This is about the growth of the game. And we've seen revenues only continue to climb. Uh, We've added teams to the league. It's all been great for the game. Players are getting paid more money. Teams are making more money. Everything is trending in the right direction. So as far as I'm concerned, players got to check their ego at the door. What we really got to talk about, and I want to talk about this quickly. I'll keep this short. But my last year in the league, my last couple of years in the league, Vegas came in and Seattle came in. I'll never forget that first game in Las Vegas. It was it was one of the best sports atmospheres sure. I had ever been a part of. And I played in some amazing games in Montreal, playoff games. I'm telling you right now, Vegas has got to be top two, top three, maybe number one place to play in the league. Barn? Toughest, Toughest barn, barn in the league? I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. I'm dead serious. The drums, the theatrics before the game, the energy in that building, second to none. And then I went on NBC and I did the Stanley Cup final game, the last game where Vegas was playing Washington. Washington beat them. I could not believe the energy in the building before the game. So a lot of this credit, though, has to go to Gary Bettman. A lot of people didn't believe that Vegas was going to work. A lot of people didn't believe that Seattle was going to work. Well, he had that vision. He made it happen, and I lived through it. I got to play in both arenas, and I can tell you it's amazing to watch and to be a part of. Those two places now are in the top five, top ten places to play. Vegas is in the top two, easily. We have a great relationship with the Vegas Golden Knights. We're very appreciative of them. Hearing that from you, though, is a little disappointing yeah. because Ty has been a fan of the Vegas Golden Knights since day one, and he's literally said, toughest barn in the league every <laughs> single time he talks, and I don't think I've ever heard anybody else say it. Now you come in and legitimize it. He's going to get loud, and they're the reigning champs. I mean, yeah. it's a, it's going to be a loud year. Undefeated right now. No hey, big deal. Reigning champs. Reigning champs, and they're probably going to repeat. Guys, you, you heard it here. Oh, what? I really think, I really think Vegas is definitely out front to repeat. They only lost one p- player in Riley Smith last year. I know that they lost the goaltender, but they're there. They got the best defense and goaltending as far as their structure and the way they play. Toughest team to play against, and they're off to a hot start. Look out. I'm telling you wow. right now. Wow. Mm. All right, Darius has a yep. question on that note. Go yeah, ahead. on that note, uh, obviously Vegas Knights would be one of these teams, but um, if I if it was a casual coming into the NFL, I'd say, hey, watch the Chiefs, the Niners, the Eagles, and the Dolphins right now. Who are those teams if I was a casual? Obviously, I'm a huge hockey guy. Yeah, love. Life, lifetime Florida Panthers fans. 
fan, but who are those teams as a casual NHL fan that we have to watch? Well, easily, and I know everybody said it, but Connor Bedard, you don't know what you're going to see every night with him. This is all new. He hasn't even played in every building yet. So the excitement and anticipation for him every night he steps on the ice is at an all-time high, right? He's under a microscope, so you got to watch him. Jack Hughes, for me, uh, right now, this is this – is, everyone says last year was his breakout year. I think this year's his coming out party because I thought last year he should have been in the MVP conversation. He wasn't. No offense to Pastor Nat, Kachuk, and McDavid, all definitely deserving. But Jack uh-huh. Hughes pulled, pulled the New Jersey Devils out of the basement into the playoffs and took down the New York Rangers. And I said it before, he was tap dancing all over Broadway. Whoa! <laughs> Oh yeah, he was he, he was in everybody's kitchen. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh, he ate their food. Hold on, right, he right, should right. have been in the conversation. He wasn't, and I think this year he's got something to prove. He's got a little bit more of a chip on his shoulder. He already scored a nasty goal in his first game. Had two goals in the home opener. He's the guy to watch. The New Jersey Devils are coming. You got to watch out for them. Okay, so we got the Chicago Blackhawks because Bedard is facing something new every single night. Yep. We got the Devils. Yep. McJesus is a guy you need to watch. Yep. Mm-hmm. Edmonton is a team. It's, it's tough to find. Yeah. It's tough to find here in Indianapolis. I don't know about everywhere else, but need to find McNasty highlights when you can on the internet. Thank and then you. obviously the Pittsburgh Penguins are the greatest franchise yep. in the history of the NHL. That's not true. So they are the home hey, of hockey. No, it's not. A problem. Pittsburgh's going to be a problem this year. They look good. I'm telling you, they got some new depth. I like the pickups that they had. Riley Smith was a great pickup. They're coming. So they might be a little bit slow at the gate, but Malkin's off to a hot start. That's a great sign. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is we're a little older, so if we're slow at the gate when we're the most fresh, you do get worried about later in the year. But nah, <laughs> uh-huh. stick taps for everything you just said there. Stick taps for everything you just said. Yeah, I've seen a couple of your hits. I think you should. I think you should lace up for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. I know you can throw a hit. Oh. I've seen a couple of your. Yeah, can't skate, can't skate. But uh. I, you know what? At the end of the season, there sometimes maybe I should be out there. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. for the Pittsburgh Penguins because how slow they look. Speed is the. You know what I mean? You can tell. I feel like what team's going to go on and do great, and what team isn't. Strictly off speed. Am I wrong in thinking that whenever I'm watching these games? The game is is faster than it's ever been, and I, I really believe that that's what makes it so amazing what these guys are doing every night, Pat, is that they're doing it at top speed. Like, you, you guys, doing. this game is faster than any game on the planet. I've never seen it. When I left the game, it was faster than I've ever seen it, and it's only going to continue to get faster as the guys get younger and they pay more attention to the ice quality because that's a big factor of it, too. Oh, but we got now, shitty ice in uh-oh, places. Yeah. Oh, they're like, slowing teams down. They're slowing the horses down. MSG stinks. Nashville, terrible ice. But, you oh, know, <laughs> flip the turf. You know what I mean? We got a, we got a yeah. turf issue in our league. I, I, I couldn't even imagine the different waters that are being used yeah. for these ices. That's unbelievable. Well, they got monster truck. They got monster truck going on every weekend. They got grave digger and all. The <laughs> going on every weekend. No wonder the ice is terrible. Yeah, it, I don't know how they're able to maintain it down there yeah. in South Florida when oh, it's like it's so hot outside. Beautiful ice down there. I don't know. Well, I don't know if that's on. We don't. Let's not start speaking yeah, slow about down. it. Uh, Connor has a question. Yeah, PK, as a Boston Bruins fan, there has never been someone who's played in the NHL that I hated more than yourself, so it is genuinely an honor to talk to you and love everything you do now. Huge huge spin for me, honestly. You were tough to watch because you were such a menace out there against the Beast. But also what was the word respect. you were going to say? It said a menace. I was going to say prick. 
Uh, but, okay, you it. know, it, it was. Friend. Okay. We yeah. heard exactly. We heard that. Yeah. I like him now, so it's much different. But uh, what are some of the unwritten rules in the NHL? I know there's every sport kind of has them. Like in baseball, everyone cheats and tries to steal signs, <laughs> and that's just part of the game. What is that in, in the NHL? And like, what's kind of the, the fallback of some of those unwritten rules? Well, an unwritten rule is this. You know, whether it's an accident or not, actually last night we witnessed it in the Seattle-Colorado game. So I was doing the game last night, and uh, Jordan Eberle, who plays on Seattle, oh, yeah. Yeah. had hit Andrew Cogliano in the playoffs. I think he had broken a vertebrae in his neck or something mm. like that. There was some bad blood there, and if you watch it, O'Connor comes up to Eberle. Here it is. Comes up to him, gives him a little tap, says, huh? hey, you know what time it is. They drop the gloves, and it's perfect. This is what it's all about. Eberle's not a big fighter. I won the World Junior Gold Medal with him. I know this guy will go to war. He Look, he's got his helmet. Get your get your jersey off your head. That's why you're getting your clock lead. But he, <laughs> he's got his jersey. No, no. But he stood in there. He hung in there. He, he did what he needed to do. And that's an unwritten rule. You can't run away from that. You got to own that. You know, you got to respect. That's where the, the players still policing the game, I think, is really, really important. And, you know, around hockey, people talk about removing fighting from the game. In my opinion, you can't take it out of the game. For those reasons, it's got to stay in. And I think as long as it's managed and there aren't players, young players getting taken advantage of, those are types of, those are the type of rules that you see, unwritten rules in the game where the players police the game themselves. And I, I got a lot of respect for that. Who was it last week? Dickinson? Dickinson. Uh, Dickinson at Chicago. Uh, Beecher yep. hit, uh, I forget who it was, but it was a board, like a clear board from Beecher in his first game as a Boston Bruin, especially in the garden up there. Oh, yeah. And Dickinson, you, you actually see on the clip, he's just like, yep, we got to fight. And like Beecher was like it, probably looking for it almost mm -hmm. at that standpoint. Hockey has that nobody else does. It's like a beautiful thing. It is. It's like an old school, this is like mm -hmm. friendship, teammate, sport. Like it is a, it's almost like a trip of nostalgia while you're watching it. <laughs> like, yeah, I, you tried to fuck with my friend. I have to fight you for that. But then afterwards, we're going to go sit in these little boxes <laughs> and then we're going to come back and play hockey. It's like a, it's a cool thing that the sport has that nobody else has. It is a cool thing. And the, the coolest part about it, you know, if you can, if you can believe it after the game, you're having a beer with the guy that you fought. Yeah. You're hanging out with guys. Like, it's not like there's, there's sometimes the hate boils over, but very rarely. We know that this is a part of the game. Uh, just like laying out a guy with a big hit, getting into a fight, standing up for your teammates. Uh, I've been in probably 13, 14 fights, and out of them, nine or 10 of them were just like, hey, this is a part of the game. You know what I mean? This uh, has to happen. Yeah. <laughs> A few of them were personal. A few of them were definitely personal, and I was looking to break somebody's face. But, but Hell for yeah. the most part, for the most part, it's pretty respectful. So, you know, that's the one thing that I love about the game is you have that camaraderie where you know that you could be fighting a guy this week and be playing on the same team with them next week. Yeah, and that's uh, that's hockey, baby. We uh, uh, yeah. we pulled up some of your highlights. I believe these are from some oh. of your fights here. It's your last fight ever. I don't know how it goes. We did not preview this. We probably should have. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you how it started. It started with someone not packing a lunch and getting served. So hold on. Here it comes. Yep. Well, you can't touch Jack Hughes. You do that, and you get a two-piece oh, combo. Hey. Oh, oh, hey. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. 
I will say this, though, Pat. I will say this. They got some killers on that Islanders team. And uh, it's a good thing that Wes McCauley and I are pretty tight. He did me a favor and gave me a 2-10, and 10, and I got ejected from the game because <laughs> I think he knew that those guys, if they would have gotten their hands on me after that, there could have been purple drink all over the ice, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's that deep blood. That's that deep, deep blood. Uh, PK, obviously you were a menace and known for it. Uh, I would assume you were a talented fighter. What you just here, they're showing a replay now. So here's the shot on Hughes. Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like that. I don't think he, it, it was intent to injure, but you got to be more responsible than that. Jack Hughes is a star player. You're up three nothing. It's a no nothing game. We're not going to the playoffs. Wallstrom's a young kid, and uh, you know he learned his lesson the hard way. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> that's hockey, baby. That is hockey. I assume they're going to show the fight here. They have to. I mean, come on, TV. We get, yeah. we see the hit. We, we get it. We get the hit. Go to the beginning. Well, of it's coming. It comes later on. If this is the one off YouTube, you got to fast forward. You know how many times I've shown this uh, clip? <laughs> 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 oh, there we go. Oh, here it is. There, there it is. It's no, no, way at the end. Way at the end. Around a three-minute mark. Yep. Right, right above, like, the HD symbol. Right, right there. Right there is good. Right there is good. Okay. Yep. So they're going to show-, show it at the end. They'll show it at the end. Who's who's on the call here? Is this? Oh, here we here go. It is. PK says, yep. "Excuse me." And oh, 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 dropped him. Yeah, that's the two-piece combo oh. and the extra shot down because you touch our star player. You're not supposed to hit the guy when he's down, but I gave him an extra shot. <laughs> and that was the. I believe you said that was bullshit, and I think uh, the other side was returning the favor on the yeah. bullshit because the down there, like, hey, pal, hey, congrats to you on big win. You're, yeah. hey, that's the way to go out. Yeah, that's sweet. That's a good way to go out. Hey, uh, at this stage, who's winning the Stanley Cup? I know it's impossible to predict, but who is? Uh, who should we be thinking about other than Golden Knights? You know, I'd like to see Edmonton get there just because Connor McDavid is is so explosive and deserves an opportunity to have a chance at it. I think if he gets there, um, he's not going to let us down. I think he's going to get it done, but he's got to get there first. And the West continues to get better. I'm going to tell you this, every year that he doesn't, that Seattle team is getting better. Uh, Colorado still in the mix, and they retooled. They got Manson back. They've added uh, Jonathan Truan, okay. right? So they've added some pieces there. You got to watch them, and then you got Vegas. That's a well-oiled machine. They got a surefire, bona fide star player in Jack Eichel, who came out of the shadows and really showed the world who he is by winning a Stanley Cup. So it's not going to be easy for a team like Edmonton, but that's oh, the no. team that I want to see get over the hump. Texas hockey? No. no, Dallas ain't doing Texas no. hockey? No. Dallas ain't doing no. Detroit Bruins. ain't doing anything. Red Wings? No, Red Wings aren't doing anything. Yeah. Bruins stink. Bru- Bruins for sure. We got pasta. Bru- Panthers stink too, just like the ice down there. got our first win, baby. We're talking Dallas. We better be talking about my Cowboys. I don't want to hear anything about the Stars. My Cowboys, <laughs> baby. Let's go. Hey, you're all the way back. Huh? You're all the way back. Cowboys are all the way back. Big win in prime time. Yep. yep, we're up and we're rolling. I just think that we gotta get a we gotta get a hold on that play calling. I just don't oh. like the play calling right now. We're Uh-oh. putting Dak in too many sticky situations. I don't like it. Hey, that's your head coach, PK. It might be time for a new one. Big Mike's like, we just got to win. Yeah. <laughs> PK said, get his ass out of there. Hey, we appreciate you, man. Safe travels. Hey. Thank you, Pat, for having me on. Anytime you need me, dude, I'm always available. Thank you. Yeah, let's definitely do this again on a pretty regular basis. I'm in. All right, you're the man. Ladies and gentlemen, P.K. Subban. Yeah, P.K. 
You know how many times I've shown this video? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got to fast forward a little bit more. Yeah, go to the end. If this is what I, if this is the video I have seen and showcase, yeah, you're gonna have to want to head good and move ahead there. You can't be hitting a star player like that when you're up 3-0. No. no. Okay, you can't be doing They're it. They're not even a playoff fight. He was a young player, Wallstrom. He had to learn that thing. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. Yeah, Listen. if you don't bring your lunch. Yeah, that's what happened, is what he Get says. served. I appreciate the fact that he started with, yeah, and I got to give me credit, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, love I that. never gave in. I did that. I uh, I appreciate him. He's always been like that, though, I think, oh, yeah. right? Like, that is literally what PK has been since he got into the league. Yeah, and when he came in, a lot of people didn't like him. Yeah, that's what he was, he was saying. Yeah, yeah, he was super flashy. He had great hands, and he could skate like the wind. So a lot of people were like, oh, he's hot dogging out. Like, no, the guy's just better than a lot of people right now. <laughs> 13 years in the NHL is a long-ass time. Yep. Congrats to him. I'm thankful he joined us. Joining us back now, guy got his camera fixed. AJ Hawk. Oh my God. AJ, you missed a good one. Wow. AJ, I apologize that that whole thing happened, bro. I don't know what's going on with our internet. JJ has already sent an apology text message about how he's doing a full internet investigation for him getting throttled out there. For you, this has just been a mainstay since literally the start of the show like four years ago. Yeah, we haven't had as many issues as of late, but yeah, I guess the last month or so, they've been throttling my situation here, but I got it all situated now. We're good. Do you think. A month or so. That's how, how long we've been on ESPN. Huh. A little over. Yeah. Actually, yeah, just about. Just about a month. September yeah. 7th. That's interesting. That was the day, wasn't it? Yep. Or maybe the news that I'm came out. I'm on internet. My whole computer shut down. My camera, everything. I had to unplug and replug everything in, all that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I Nintendo. wonder if it was the whole entire neighborhood, too, because there's been some news about AJ's godfather. Who's that? Uh, Les Wexner. Yeah, oh, a lot of waxy talk. Uncle, yeah, a lot yeah, of waxy talk. Not my godfather by any means, but yeah. Oh, well. you know, AJ not normally clarifying things that are yeah. said on this particular show. For this one, goes whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I thought you guys had a scholarship together. Whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Pseudo godfather. I do know Wexy has connections to Columbus, Ohio. Oh yeah, uh, and obviously, I believe AJ Hawk has met him. But what we can't nope. wait to do. Sorry, have not. But yeah. Mm. Okay. Fifth okay. overall pick. You think, you think that guy's just cruising around? You think that billionaire's just cruising around? That's what they say people? about him. Yeah, they yeah. say he's like kind of always looming. I know you guys <laughs> all had masks on, but you definitely met him. Anyways, uh, let's talk about that beautiful city of Columbus, Ohio, shall we, AJ? Let's do it. What are the vibes like? Big time game. This is obviously what? A temperature check uh, for the Ohio State Buckeyes? That Notre Dame game was huge, obviously, earlier in the year. Kyle McCord kind of coming out party on that last drive. Now you got a very good Penn State team. Old school rivalry for Ohio State. Feels like this is the year where Penn State can maybe do it to Ohio State is what they're thinking. What are Ohio State fans thinking before this massive game on Saturday? Yeah, like you said, temperature check. Let's see uh, what each team is. Let's see if we, we are as good as we think we are. I think Penn State probably feels that way. So does Ohio State. So I mean, if you're Penn State and you can come in here and get a win in this situation, you would think that, yeah, this is this is what they play for. But what is their, their record in these big-time games is not that great, I know, mm. under Coach Franklin. So they want to they right that wrong. Yeah, I think James Franklin's record against top five opponents or top ten opponents is, like, horrendous. But that's literally just Ohio State and Michigan every year. Yeah. So, like, his record gets run up against top ten teams at least twice every year. Hasn't been able to get over the hump because what Ohio State and Michigan have built is just a – factory of great football teams at the top of that Big Ten East forever. This is the year, though, they say, that Penn State is getting back into the conversation. Mm. We shall see noon Saturday kickoff. Game day will be there, and we will be live Friday from the game day set for the entirety of the show. Woo! Can't wait to get out there, AJ, and see the Ohio folk. Yeah.
I think people are excited. Hopefully the, the weather's all right. It's supposed to be like 50 and rainy. Just perfect Ohio football weather. Love it. Absolutely. Not just Ohio football, but football in general. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rust Belt football. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Hey, Lombo talked, hell yeah, blue collar football. Lombo talked about East Coast having 15 mile an hour wins on yeah. Sunday. He thinks that's going to affect the Ravens game big time against the Dolphins. That would make a lot of sense if that was the case with an aerial attack and then a potential ground attack in for the Ravens. Have we looked into this? How is the storm and how long is it going? Who's all going to get hit by There was a similar situation in the Midwest with college football this weekend, uh, and it definitely affected the totals there. Uh, I have not looked into it. That was the Ravens-Lions, right? Ravens-Lions. Oh, yeah. yeah, sorry, not yeah. the Dolphins. I'm so sorry. Dolphins-Eagles, though. But Dolphins Same Eagles. deal. Yeah, that was the one deal. he talked okay. about. Yeah, with the Eagles potentially. Yeah, he likes the Eagles yep. over the Dol- uh, Dolphins, and he Sweet likes Jersey. Baltimore over the Lions, and both the reasons why were because of the 15-mile-an-hour wins mm. and which team is capable of playing on the ground, in his eyes, and which team isn't. Although the Lions... I mean, the Lions aren't scared, but they got injuries at the running back position, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, Buffalo at New England, that's 22 mile an hour uh, with slight chance of showers. That won't affect the game. In New York's 20 mile an hour. Ravens is 21 mile an hour. There's some showers. Yeah, Philly's 19 miles an hour. Yeah, we got some rain and uh, we got some weather this week. Not a big storm, just just general fall weather rolling in. Top gambler of all time, guy who used to be friends with Phil Mickelson, now does not like yeah. him, Mr. Walters. Mm-hmm. He has a book. You should read it. It's in there. Yeah. Yep. But the wind and weather, big part of everything he does in gambling, I think it's certainly something we need to consider. Yeah, I know Lombo's big thing with Miami and especially Tua, I mean, Gumpy can probably speak on this more because he's seen it, is Tua in weather games, uh, him having trouble uh, because of the rain or the wind or something. And I assume Lombo is throwing Brock Purdy right into that oh, yeah. department. Sure. Right Tua, sure. Tua did play well in the snow in Buffalo last year, though. Hell yeah. yeah. But whenever – people say that it's always like oh yeah yeah but four other times he had this particular mm-hmm. record i mean they are looking at these things as just matter of facts with the stats but maybe just one day maybe his fingy hurt yeah you know nobody yeah. knows if maybe you just jammed your ring finger on your throwing hand exactly. doing what I, I don't know i was taking my boot off i had a big boot off and maybe just one day your finger <laughs> yeah and does the stats know that some days the balls are better broken in some days there's a better ball than maybe a little bit slick ball and you do things maybe it's just all happenstance and, and maybe to wears gloves just shocks the world and has some sweet aqua gloves with the Shit. fucking you know the Oost. I mean, yeah, the maybe the it goes tab. all the way Ooh. from his jujitsu blue belt. Yep, up his arm, yeah. all the way to a blue glove that on both be, hands. That'd be awesome. Be perfect. That would be sweet. That'd be superhero Tua. Yeah, <laughs> yes, something, to, something mm-hmm. to consider. You're welcome, McDaniel. The uh, total for Bills Patriots has gone down five points. The Giants has mm-hmm. gone down three points. The Ravens has gone down six points. Uh, the Eagles game has actually gone up. They think there's going. They don't. They don't care about the win in that one. That one's gone up three points. Well, they if think, you think about Raheem Mostert running back, he big, has yeah. eleven yeah. touchdowns. And then on the other side, they are very prolific running the rock. So. All right, we got some weather games this weekend. We got Columbus on Friday. Yeah. We got Jalen Ramsey back at practice. We got Kyler Murray back at practice. Uh, Mike Jerecki. Ooh, good name. Jerky. Jerky. Mike Jerky. Okay. Mike Jerky. Mike Jerky. He's saying... According to the source, the plan for Kyler Murray is to practice this week and next week. Barring any setbacks, I would think he could be good to go in two weeks. So maybe a little bit of a test here for a week. Let's see how he recovers, how he responds. Might be a mock game on the Sunday oh, yeah. or on a Saturday where like he doesn't go to the game or maybe if it's home or the Cardinals home this week, bye, what do we know? What's, uh, uh, I believe they have – is it the – no, they just played. The they game. are at Seattle. They're at Seattle, so maybe he doesn't travel to yep. Seattle mm-hmm. and instead mm-hmm. on Sunday runs through a full – 
workout of what a game could potentially look like so that they maintain what a football schedule would look like. How's he feel on Monday? How's he feel on Tuesday? What are they testing here? What do you think they're seeing? And are we two weeks away from a Kyler Murray start back in the NFL? Hey, I hope so. You know, it's a, you know it's not enough good quarterbacks in this league. Um, he's one of them. And uh, you mentioned or somebody mentioned possibly moving on from him. What's the alternative, you know, outside of getting a guy who's shown he can play on Michael Lombardi was the one to mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, when you when you start talking about moving on for a quarterback, it's always like, okay, who do you go to next? And this guy's proven he can play at a Pro Bowl level. So I'm excited to see him back out there with this team who we all thought would be in the, you know, the sweepstakes for the number one pick coming in. But I think they've shown everybody. The Chicago there. Bears said, whoa, slow <laughs> yeah, down. Whoa. And then the Broncos were like, yeah, well, hold on. I forget the Giants. And then the Panthers were like, We'll help you out, Chicago. Yeah. Uh -huh. Actually, because everything we got yeah. going on. Patriots. There are some teams that are certainly in the running quick for that number one overall pick. Yeah, I think they're five one and five teams, one zero oh, and six team, and obviously that's the Panthers. They have they, they gave it to the Bears. But if you are Arizona, and let's say Kyler does come back and he loses, and then you have a top five pick, then wouldn't it be kind of a tough situation? Like, okay, we have this contract no matter what. But we could also possibly get a Caleb. Well, you think they're going to kick him out of the building like they did Derek Carr in Vegas? Did you remember that? Oh yeah. At the end of Derek Carr's <laughs> run, they were like, "Don't you can't even come to work. Yeah, Don't you, bother. You go home." Mm -hmm. Well, we got two weeks, three weeks left. I was just a starter. I've been here for a long time. I was a part of the move. I'm like the face of the franchise, and they were like. Stay home. We don't care. We don't, don't want to see your fucking face. Get out of here. Don't roll a fucking ankle on any stair on this property. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. Roll your ankle at home. Because there was like, what, $10 million or something like oh, that? Yep. And an injury bonus or guarantee if mm -hmm. he was to get hurt. And Derek Carr later, I think, spoke about that and was like, if it was about being in it, I would have signed something that said, yeah. like, you're allowed to finish the season with your team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, injury don't matter. And you're allowed to like be in a building that you helped build mm -hmm. for your final days being there. And for some of the records that you have mm -hmm. for that franchise, you can hang out. And they're like, well, that's cool and all, but yeah. fucking $10 million. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we, we got the IRS coming after yeah. us. We got Mark Davis got a new backpack he needs. Like, we don't mm -hmm. have time to be paying you, pal. Sorry about it. Go to New Orleans. Yeah, Get nice there. gesture. Thanks. Uh, turn his fucking key fob <laughs> off. Get, yeah. get him out of here. I don't yeah. want to see his face. So teams have done that before. You know, and I assume the Raiders aren't the only ones. Jimmy G. Yeah. Uh, San Fran. Yes, exactly. Yeah, they made him practice on his own. That was an incredible situation yeah. that ended up him having to go back, and then now he does an interview, and he says, we've seen how oh, it's gone. Over there. It's like, oh, yeah, so Jimmy G did have feelings yeah. through mm -hmm. that whole process, which we assumed had to be the case. It's a wild time in the NFL right now. Yeah, truly. It's a wild time in college football. But tonight, listen, we have a potential final game of the season. Whoa. Tone Diggs, you know what I'm talking about. Boston Connor. You know what I'm talking about. I do. Ty, I know you've looked into this religiously. Mm. Same with you, Darius. Absolutely. The WNBA Finals. Come on now. Tonight might be the last game of the season. Uh, not in, too quick. In New York, if the Las Vegas Aces are able to get another win in this best of five series, the Las Vegas Aces have gone back to back. Back, back to back. back. Come on, man. Who are some players we should watch for this evening in tonight's big-time matchup? Always got to watch the face of the league. MVP, Brianna Stewart. I mean, it, it, that's still? where it starts with the Liberty Beast. Stewie. Where it ends is yeah. with Sabrina. Sabrina needs to have herself a game. She's coming off a 11-assist performance, but she only had nine points. Going to need her tonight against Asia Wilson and Kelsey Plum because let me just tell you, they can score. They know how to put the basket in the bucket, and they've been doing that this last game. Hell yeah. Basket yeah. in the bucket. Yeah. yeah. This last yeah. game. Yeah. Guys, come on. Uh, <laughs> talking WNBA here. I know what I'm saying. The last game, uh, I will say, <laughs> Kelsey Plum, 29-point performance. So they, they, they got to lock her up. I don't know what sad sack has to 
guard her the entire night because that would be a tough, tough, you know, she's assignment a big, for the big night. Guard. She's a big guard. She's a big guard. She's a good player. And she can shoot, shoot the lights out. Yeah, th- she almost actually made a little comeback in game three solo. I mean, I, I think they were down 11, plumb, back-to-back possessions, three ball, three ball. Bang, and all bang. of a sudden, it's an eight, seven-point game. Whoa, 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 wait a minute, they're saying. Liberty, Beast 2, they, they finished strong. Beast 2 wasn't uh, worried at all. You got to be watching her. She's an absolute dog. You could uh, be legend. Asia yeah. Wilson, a lot of people thought that she kind of got robbed mm-hmm. of the MVP this year for the Aces. She is another absolute stud. This, this is almost like a 2v2 matchup here. Sabrina and Beastu, Asia and Plum. Let's just see who comes out on top tonight. I got a chance to see Beastu at the uh, Disney upfronts. Right. That's right. So I was standing in cowboy boots on an elevated surface. Her and Angel Reese walked by looking down at me. You're talking about being able to control the boards with an incredible ability to dish it and shoot it. AJ, I know you're looking forward to tonight's game. Who do you think wins this one? Let's make our picks official here. Man, this is a tough one. Honestly, I don't know about the point spread when it comes to basketball. I, that's, I'm kind of a novice. Basketball as a whole, huh? Yeah, that's yeah. what you're saying. Five and a half so they, is like a three-point yeah. spread in the NFL. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you for that. Aces lead the series two to one. Oh, boy. Give me give me the Aces at plus wow. five. Wow. Let's, let's close the door on them. Let's close, seal the deal. His opinion matters. He's, he is a women's basketball coach. Yeah, I agree. He knows the ins two and years. outs. Two years running, I was. Yeah, they all smacked the floor, too, like these ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is an intense battle this evening with a lot on the line. You know what? Give me the liberty. Give me the wow. liberty. Oh, I think they're going to tie Am Whoa. I right? I really do. I don't care about the point spread. Just give me a money line winning the game. Okay, sweet. All right, so I do appreciate the fact that you're cheating and saying, yeah, I don't care about minus five and a half. No, <laughs> give me zero. Yeah. I, I just want to do money line here, yeah. even though we pick against the spread every single time. Give me the spread then. Give me minus five and a half there then. I have okay. that much confidence. All right, all right there oh. we go. So this is going to go to a fifth and final game. Mm-hmm. And you know what they say about WNBA game five? Electricity is yeah. certainly mm-hmm. going to be exactly. in the air. The WNBA would want that. Darius, what do you think? Is the WNBA going to get a fifth game or is Las Vegas closing this thing out? I think so. Uh, Las Vegas Aces are missing their best point guard, Chelsea Gray, one of the best point guards in the league. She's hurt. She's Tough. out this game. Cool. So I think the Liberty push it to five. I think they win. Wow. But I think the Las Vegas Aces cover. Oh, so two for yeah, wow. I, I got to take the Aces <laughs> plus five and a half to cover, but it does go to a wow. game five. Two for. That was just, wow. My God. Wow. Yeah, over or under. You think they're going to score or not? Ooh. Might as well just clean sweep here. Yeah. Let's go over. Okay. That's a bold yeah. move, d but Let's go over. You piece no. that all together there, plus five and a half, minus 240, over 168 and a half. So with me, I'm a massive fan of what the Las Vegas Aces do. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Las Vegas Aces win and talk their shit. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. They're smoking their cigars. Yep. Uh-huh. They're celebrating. I think they were boozing pretty heavy during that celebration. Oh, yeah. yeah. When I watch I'm like, damn, that's the team. If I was to be a fan of a team, would be the team that I was a fan of. Yeah. Because the way they're celebrating after winning. All the hard work. Let's do this thing. In Las Vegas, here we go. Mm -hmm. That being said, I saw Sabrina Ionescu. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ionescu. Ionescu? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Sabrina Ionescu. Yeah. Out there in Oregon when she made a pick. And during it, she snatched a drone. Okay? There was a drone (laughs) buzzing our fucking heads while we were sitting up there on the game day set. Not somebody from ESPN, an independent party that was hired to get a really cool shot for a commercial. And this thing, while we're doing picks, is buzzing our fucking heads on the set. Okay, So I feel it. I'm like, what is that? I thought it was a bug. 
I thought the biggest bug of all time flew out of one of these organ trees mm -hmm. and flew right into my head. And Sabrina felt it as well. We both like, whoa, whoa. Nobody else reacted to it. I was like, what is that? And Sabrina said, drone. She like saw, so she had the perif because yep. we're facing this way. Mm -hmm. She knew exactly what it was. The next time that son of a bitch tried to come back through, Sabrina snagged it out of the sky. These things, mm -hmm. remember. Quick. Boom, snags it out of the sky, breaks it in half, throws it on the ground. And I thought to myself, I will ride with this human anywhere. Mm -hmm. So give me the liberty this evening to make this into a Game 5 WNBA wow. championship coming up here soon. Okay. So we're all on the libs, minus five and a half. All on the libs. Let's go. Let's go libs. Let's go libs. Let's go libs. Let's go libs. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Right, you AJ? Call Aaron for that. You should call Aaron for that chance. <laughs> All right, let's let's call. Yeah, I think he would probably. You know, he's over there. He's yeah. in New York. Yeah, he'd probably be he's like, for the "Let's go, Libs! Let's go, Libs!" He'd probably even doing L I B S Libs. I assume I'm not 100 sure, but when you're talking about WNBA, you got to talk about the Liberty extending this thing to five. There's no. I'm a massive fan of both these teams, though. Yeah. This is who the WNBA wanted, right? I mean, oh, this yeah. was, this is, these oh, yeah. are the two teams. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There was no other options. So it has to go to game five. Yeah. For to, sure. Has to. You think B2? Yeah, the refs, is gonna the refs will make it happen. AJ! What the hell was that? Mar Marianne Doe, now you're doing this. Yeah. Enough. Okay? We need not. It's about ratings, man. It's all about ratings and money. We want to see more basketball. Yeah, but the Libs don't cheat, brother. If they're going to win, they're going to do it on their own. <laughs> <laughs> How good did that feel? So good. Yeah. So good. As, yeah. as soon as I thought of it, while AJ was talking, I actually wrote down <laughs> libs three times. It's just a reminder. Just to remind myself. <laughs> hey, when we wrap this thing up. That is the joke we're finishing with. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to say that. This show's the worst, dude. Yep. <laughs> but WNBA is going to have a big one. Yeah, Pump. huge. Can't wait to watch tonight. I guess huge. the ratings are the biggest it's ever been. Yeah. Or the, yeah. And they put it up against the NFL. Yeah, well, that's just like the Flyers last night had a home game and the Phillies were playing. And let me tell you about this fucking Philadelphia Phillies team. They are awesome. They are awesome to watch play baseball. I, you know, there's a lot of people that got like intrigued by Colorado for college football. And they're like, oh, we're a fan of college football now because the way Colorado is, the way they're acting, the way their team plays, they're exciting, they're electrifying. We can buy in on this. I feel like that is happening with me with the Phillies. Mm -hmm. Like watching them in the environment and how they they hit fucking dingers. Yep. These dudes are swinging so hard and hitting the ball so far on sets a regular basis, and I feel like that is all we want, right? Yeah, we want yes, that's Sammy Sosa, all we care about. Maguire. Mm -hmm. Whenever those dudes were eating whatever they could eat, and they were just hitting balls out of the ballpark. All of us were fans of baseball at that moment. This Phillies team is doing that in front of the biggest crowd in baseball. Is that the biggest fucking crowd in baseball? Always standing. Probably up there. It was yeah. like the loudest. Got to like be the most rowdy. It is awesome. This has, like, and they're having a great time, though. Look at like all their everything that they're doing, their interactions with the dugout. You see like everything about it looks like so much fun. That's why I think it's cool to watch. Baseball has to be so happy that it's that. I'm sorry, Tiger. Oh. No, it's just, I mean, you, you win 10 nothing in a playoff game in baseball, like – yeah, you're going to be having a good time. Like, yeah. they, these guys feel like they cannot lose right now. Literally anyone in their lineup goes up to the plate, and there's like a 40% chance that they might hit a homer. Like, <laughs> this, I mean, you know, old takes exposed, whatever. Like, th this series is over. It's done. There's no way the Diamondbacks can come back. So, I mean, I'm not telling Phillies fans to, you know, kind of turn your attention towards the World Series, but, like, 
This is a team of destiny. It certainly feels that way. And the thing about baseball, if, and I've followed along very loosely. I've been a Phillies fan my whole life, yeah. but, mm-hmm. obviously. But followed along very, very – what's that, AJ? Your face. I don't know. I, I don't remember you talking about the Phillies a whole lot before we had Bryce Harper on, uh, I believe, last Friday. <laughs> no, I was like Bedlam at the bank. I was like, yeah. it's what we do. Yeah, love the bank. Me and my tie, me and Miles Teller. Right. Kind of doing yeah. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I forget where I was heading there because you – You love their manager, right? You love the manager for the Phillies. He's so good. Like, the yeah. way he handles uh-huh. that team. All those personalities. The in-game perfect. management. Oh, yeah. yeah the Let emotions. the boys be the boys. So yeah. this is where I was headed Thank, before you ruined it. And so, like, Rod Thompson's a <laughs> guy, and when he's managing, <laughs> he really does his thing. Yeah, anyway, Z, I see his Manager Z. Thompson really does his thing. But in baseball, okay, if I'm not mistaken, teams mm-hmm. can get cold. But normally it's like two guys get cold, right? Guys get real hot, real hot, real hot. And it's like they're leading their team. It's awesome. It's a show. And then in a big one, they get cold is potentially what it takes. There's like six guys on their team that are hot right now, right? Yeah. So I, I feel like just by pure volume, even if natural sink-off happens with some of them, they still got like four other guys that are hitting balls forever, right? Yeah, for sure. And their pitching has been like they're getting in in the playoffs especially like if you can get a starting pitcher to go 6 innings and give up one or or zero runs like you're going to be in damn near every single game and they and they've gotten dominant pitching performances on top of having six guys in the lineup who can hit a homer on any at bat you pitched great yesterday they oh did. thank you thank you that was it would. A fucking hell got rocked, shot but. i almost took one out yard but the big Tan monster over there, fucking yeah. Yeah. got me on the outside there. You know what I mean? I was going oppy, dude. Yeah, had to. Harper almost went oppy last night too. Like with those ten runs, there are probably four or five other at bats where they're against the warning track on the wall, barely making the catch. They had two Eagles players mic'd up sitting front row at that yeah. thing. What an incredible piece of content! <laughs> Terrell Edmonds yeah. is like. Oh, this dude, big boy, looks yeah. like he's about to go. And then Schwarbo, hits boom, a bomb. hits yeah. a bomb. I told you. <laughs> and they like say, like it's like baseball is electrifying when all that is happening. So thank you to the Phillies. I think baseball is probably thank very you, happy. Phillies. Keep it going, Phillies. Let's keep it going. Well, yeah, let's keep it going. How many? How many rounds? Once again, <laughs> lifelong fan. Sure. Mm-hmm. Lifelong. How many rounds did I miss before this one? Like, how, how long have the Phillies been hot? <laughs> about 182 before? regular season games two, you missed. Two <laughs> series. There's been two series already? Yeah. Holy fuck. This is the third series? Yeah, the, Phillies? yeah. the one you remember, you, the one against the Braves was unbelievable. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do yeah. remember that. Yeah. Because yeah. the yeah, they were ringing the bell. They were ringing the bell. Yeah, and they've just Martin? been rolling. Nope. Yeah, you were texting me about that, this first series. Thank you, AJ. You're right. Yeah. Beat the Marlins in, in the wild, wild card, card round. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that was the best of three, so we just got to see him two times there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Bink, bink. Quick yeah. sweep. That's what I'm talking about, AJ. I'm just talking about this Phillies team being hot since the Marlins. You know, then they saw that Braves team, and I remember it. And it was like, is this Atlanta Braves team going to be able to keep up? They thought so. <laughs> they couldn't. No. And then now, boy. Baseballs are hopping off the wood, aren't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jumping. They got some real good wood. Yep. D-Bot, you want to do a giveaway, pal? Because it's your last day of the week here? Let's do it. Let's do some, let's do some putting. Putting? Whoa. Yes. We haven't had anyone putt in a while. A long time. We wow. haven't had anybody putt in a We haven't. I think Michael Cole was the last time. one to make one, No right? gimmies. No. He had his bare feet on the damn th- green. Yeah, yeah he Michael never Cole? made it. He yeah. never made it. How many... Um, he got... How many is this? There's six or seven there, it appears. How many do you want to putt? I'll putt six. Okay. Put yeah, six. Make the first one. You got to make how many out of the six? Three for six. Okay, if you go 500 here on this uh-huh. Thunderdome green, we will give 20 people Whoa. $500. 
All you have to do is retweet this video, say something nice to somebody, and put the easiest way to pay you digitally. D-Buck goes 0 for 1. Mm. He must go three of the next five Uh-oh. for 20 people to win $500 here at the Thunderdome, Green. Good stroke. Pool. Good appears. confident stroke, though. Oh, hey, we like the confidence. Man. Okay. Confident let's go. stroke, D-Buck. Three of the next four. Uh, the president of Ohio does have some things to say to you before this next spot. Go ahead, AJ. Oh, no, I'm just telling you, that's a good, confident stroke, D, but don't do anything different. Just knock go. it in the hole. We'll make it. Yeah, and the hole is big. The hole is big. We want 20 people to win $500. So does D, but all he needs to do is go three of the next four. He Get found it. Wow. Man, that thing oh, breaks. Man. A tough like break it, right to the left there. Like Tim showed a lot Good pace. Good pace. I'm sure that was right. Now, all DB's got to do is go three for the next three, and 20 people win $500. We will never find out. It's good effort. 0 for 4. Oh, Terrible four. effort. So this ain't what the WNBA is going to have. No, no change. No, no, no. WNBA is going to go to a game five. They're not going to leave yep. ducks on the pond like Darius Butler just did. Oh my God. Oh, for five now. Okay, let's see. Good let's choice. See. Yeah. Let's see. You know what I mean? <laughs> 20 people have to pay us $500. <laughs> There's a lot of pressure. Yeah. A lot of pressure, yeah. D. But you want these people to lose money that are watching or not? I'm not. Oh, shit. Oh, my. my. This guy's golfing this four times a day. Might as well go over what, seven. You what, know? Might as well. What the easiest way to pay us? There it is. Oh, it's a jacket. Okay. That's what it was. We would like to be paid. Uh, via our, our, our Venmo and our cash app, mm-hmm. if D-Buck goes 0 for 7, this is just how this goes. 40 people <laughs> yeah. owe the program. Yep. 100 people. D-Buck, listen, hold on, hold on. We see the graveyard down there, okay? So whenever, I, I, I blocked that out. I don't see it. So, it's so, right so, so there. Close. No, no, yeah, you can see it. You need to look at the hole. Maybe that's the issue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe, <laughs> maybe you need to look down that way. Mm-hmm. If Darius J. Butler makes this putt Right here. Wow. 15 people will win $500. All you have to do is retweet this tweet, say something nice to somebody, and put the most efficient way to pay you digitally in the same response. Those are not the balls he putted earlier. No, no. Those are just where the balls have been hanging out since the beginning of the program. Darius Butler could go one for one for 15. This guy yeah. sucks. Whoa. <laughs> this Brutal. Guy. What the hell? Right That's here. a tough putt. You should have gone out the other hole. Oh, right this is break. golf. All right. Uh, as we end today's show, we have some breaking news. Jeez. The Jets have informed McCole Hardman that he has been traded back to the Kansas City Chiefs for another late-round draft pick swap. Congratulations to McCole Hardman. It did not work at the Jets at all. There's been a lot of conversations about this. Let's send him back to the place where he was a weapon and the Chiefs need one at that. Congrats to McCole. Congrats to the Jets, I assume, getting something in return compensation-wise that they like. And congrats to the Chiefs fans getting another weapon for Patrick Mahomes to do business with. Yeah, and I assume he's going to have three touchdowns this weekend. Yep. This is how this is going to go. Yep. It's like Kadarius Toney. Going from the Giants mm-hmm. over to the Chiefs. Exactly. Oh, yeah, he had a hammy. He wasn't good. Didn't fit in. Then he goes back to the Chiefs. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Touchdown. McCole Hardman, probably the same thing. AJ, this is a big move for the Chiefs, though. A couple people on the move here. Yeah, and McCole's had issues for a while now, right, with the team. Like, it's been weird. Like, it's been a weird situation. So, yeah, both. this is good for both sides. Obviously, the Jets get a late-round pick. McCole, like you said, probably scores three or four touchdowns this week. Yeah. The only person this is bad for is Darius J. Butler. Yep. Who just won 0 for 7. Yeah. Mm. It's a tough putt. That's a tough putt. Well, From 8 feet. Nah, it's not 8 feet for sure. At least 6, 12. It's got a lot oh. of break in it. That's at least 20 feet. 12. Diba, you've really committed yourself to golf, though. Yeah. yeah. All in on it. You know what Too I mean? Too many gimmies. Oh, Too many gimmies. Oh, you're getting those gimmies? Nah. Yeah. 
I'm just trying to find an excuse. Okay. Do you want to line up seven more right now? I don't know if that's go worse. To the yeah, go to the left hole. Can you go to the left hole? Oh, boy. Oh, you no. Put it oh, no. no. Oh, for 14. He could have been no. out of here. No, no, no. no. You fool. This is golf now. At least 50%. Hey, he's a DB. Uh, at least it had least. And it's golf. You got to have a short-term memory. True. He doesn't even remember those last seven. On these ones, if he can go four of seven. No chance. Walking apart. Yeah, good run. Just, just about hurry up one? and hit the. How about one? Yeah, let's maybe think. Yeah, two one, out of seven. Hold on, D button. Over one. Over All right. One. Uh, stroke, two. Stroke, though, maybe two. Two for six. If stroke. Darius J. Butler could go five of the next six. Okay. Oh, <laughs> ten $10 million. Dollars. Oh, he just figured it out. <laughs> yep. Oh, you know, I think it's hot. You know, once he figures out, they're all going. Every day at the ring. Oh, figure it out. All right. If Darius J. Butler can go three of the next seven putts. Okay. We will give 15 merches away okay. from PMSstore.com. Okay. Love that. All right, store it up at MagbyShow.com. At PMSstore. Oh for 9. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if That's, we're going to. Is that a trick putt? It feels like it's going in, <laughs> nope. then it just goes left or right. Nope, just a classic not 0 a for 9. It's not a gimmick. I don't think. All he's got to do is three of the next six, and we will give away 15 merches! Got one. There it is. Fish They're on. all going in now. Okay, we need two more balls to fall into that hole right over there, and we'll give 15 people some merches from store.patmacvishow.com. Oh, he yeah. has found, found it. Found it. Found it. Ladies and gentlemen. No chance he misses. All Darius has to do is hey, go yeah. one of the next four, and 15 merches will be given Ooh. away. Darius has committed his life to golf. Oh, boy, got to hit it. Yeah. Veer's right. Got to hit it, Sally. That's my mother's name. Whoa. She's terrible at golf. Come <laughs> short on a lot of putts. One on the next three. Oh, oh my God. Two all of 15. He, all he's got to do is go one of two here, and 15 people will win some merches. Come on, Budgie. Come on. Come on. Budgie. Um, Budgie. Nine oh my feet. God. That thing that? hopped up in the air. Ladies and gentlemen, it all comes down to this. Wow. Come on, Budgie. On this Watt Wednesday. Come on, Budgie. If Darius J. Butler can bury this six to nine foot putt yep. right here at the Thunderdome. We'll give 15 people some merches from the store. All you got to do is retweet this post and say something nice to somebody. Nine-year NFL vet, golf enthusiast for the people. Not even fucking close. <laughs> <laughs> Not even fucking close. Sorry, people. Hey, good effort, D-Buck. Tough putt. It was good way to, effort, way to hit those balls. Yep. You did make a couple. And made contact every single time. Yeah. Ball moved. <laughs> How about that? Every Ball single time. Contact. Solid contact. <laughs> every time. Except for that one. Except for the one. Where Except for that one. Yeah, it's a 12.5% it's hit rate right That's there. not bad. You can take that. Hey, they said Tiger's only like 52% That's from right. my feet. So you're almost right. there. 40% below Tiger. That's not bad. I take that every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I take that every day. It wasn't good enough for a giveaway. Yeah, but still... Still good. And the Tigers. TGO, you saw that? Yeah, they signed a deal with uh, ESPN, right? Yeah. Cool. yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, awesome. Super Bowl, I believe. That's going to be a lot of fun. Way to, way to direct the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to pull the Smart. 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 <laughs> that was tough. You're so good at basketball, too. That's what, what do you understand. think happened? Yeah, what do you think? You're good at golf, too. Oh, well. Yeah, why don't you shoot hoops? Yeah. You choose never to shoot hoops. You're like yeah. a great basketball player. I, I appreciate that. You want to kind of showcase other skills? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Well, you showcased great skills on the show. No, you did. You did. You did, D-Butch. Baby Butch. Way to go, D-Butch. 
So Tomorrow, you... Coach Chuck Pagano will be here. I can't wait to see what he attempts to do uh-huh. for a giveaway. Oh, oh, we know what he's doing. Have him putt. I want him to putt. He's slinging football. He won his golf club championship. Really? Yeah. Wow. Dog. Yeah, he's a player. Out oh. there in Idaho or wherever the hell yep. it is. The elder group, I believe, though. 400 no. milligrams the whole not, time, too. The what, whole do you club. Do? what do you do? Paint over all the pass winners on the wall before oh, he did it later? Yeah, I don't, yeah. Know. I don't know how much uh, Chuck had saying that Chuck, paint. Yeah, he yeah. Come on now. That was good. That was something, though, bro. That's I love crazy. Lombardi just being like, can't disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first time hearing of this. Yeah. Dropping it names. Was it was, it was so, disgusting. So it, many players on the Baltimore Colts. He yeah. was yeah. just <laughs> rattling off right away. Oh it, was, it, was, it was wild as I was watching it happen. I'm like, I'm being dramatic. These are my friends. They just got cut. Don't be ridiculous. And then I started thinking about it. I'm like, well, this is a fucking storied franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Super Bowl. This team, what you want. Yeah, there's a lot of really good guys out here. Uh, oh, well. Cashola. Boom. Oh. This one's for DB. Let's go. Fuck. This one's for DB. Fuck. Oh, shit. This one's for DB. Ooh. Oh. Fuck it. Nice. Holy nice. hell. Coming out of the hand. Yeah, yeah. Knew it. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Good, yeah. All right. That's a good one to end on today. Great ball. We'll be back tomorrow with another giveaway. D-Bud, have an incredible weekend. We cannot wait to get to Columbus on Friday. AJ right. will be addressing his constituents. Hell yeah. I believe Kirk Herbstreit will be as well. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Maybe they'll both. Is this a Dueling a, podiums. Is it, wow. a debate? is it a debate or are they together? They're together. Remember, okay. they both won. Yep. The debate season's already passed. They are the current presidents okay. of Ohio. They are Ohio's Bobby's finest. coming for that crown. General Bob Carpenter will uh, be present. Uh-huh. There'll be some other surprise guests, too, as well. Ain't that right, AJ? I don't know. The, one, the surprise guests I were working on have all fallen. They fell through the cracks. Oh, AJ, what? this Come is what we're, we're coming to your time. Yeah, we're coming to your city. You got a tree there. You know yeah. what I mean? Come on. Rascal Flats? Yeah. What? Not available. What? Try Damn to get it. Gary. Try to get Big Gary to sing. He said maybe another time. He's got to. What about that somewhere. one guy who, in front of one hundred and five thousand people at? Oh yeah, that's your guy, Pat. Said oh the largest OHIO that has ever been recorded on this planet. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh yeah, I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, I uh, I think his schedule is pretty crazy. I think you, you remember. No, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah, if we could plays an instrument, get an ask out. That'd be great. I love some of those songs. Come on. Listen, I was banking on Rascal Flats guy, buttery voice, yeah. singing something. My wish for you. So good. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's so natural for him, too, when he's on that fucking mic. Mm-hmm. It's like that thing's coming out. Of- oh, yeah. I'm yeah. Mayberry. Oh, Jerry Yeah, I thought we had that. We do not. Life is a highway. What about Big Nut? Who? Big Nut. Could have Big Nut sing my wish. What about Marilyn Manson? He's from Ohio. Last time you saw Big Nut, by the way, you spit in your mouth. Yeah, Big Nut did spit in my mouth. That was on a college game day digital version. Uh Uh-huh. Pre-show. I don't think I had a... I don't think I had a microphone, but I did have a big nut conversation. He spit in my mouth. Yep. Oh, yeah. That was one of the most... That was pretty disgusting. Who was there with... Nut. That was um, the uh, fighter from Cleveland. Stephen. 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 Yeah. yeah. We want... Yeah, yeah crowd surfing. He's great. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's big awesome. dude. He's fighting soon. He is. He, yeah, very soon. How's he... John f- Jones. Yeah, I don't know how he's I feeling. love Stephen. That fight game is wild. You know, you never know what's going to happen. Oh, is he a Buckeyes fan this week? Who's that? LeBron. What's he doing? Bron- he Bron- was at the game. He was at the Chargers Cowboys game. He was. Yeah, season starts Tuesday. Remember, he used to be a Cowboys oh. fan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He used right. to be a Cowboys. Big one. He's got a contract. The Browns now though. He's, he just good. loves. He loves ball. 
Yeah, he does love football. He's making picks. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Dominant. Great picks. Him. Hell yeah. He, he, missed, he loves it. Yeah. I like that he's out there doing that. Yeah, I mean, he had Dolphins money line this weekend. Are you shitting me? Great call. Give the guy Why is everybody a fucking hater? <laughs> what? Come on. I'm not hating. Why, I, I, took, I, took, I, took, I took Dolphins money like us. Why is everybody out You get good odds on it? Bro, we talked yeah. to Rich Paul. We like Rich Paul. Love yeah. Rich Paul. Love LeBron. Uh, lo love. I'm going to walk love back. Oh, <laughs> you're in like. I like LeBron. This is what Dion said to his team. Yes. He said, we're in like with football. Yep. Okay, we're not in love with football. Mm -hmm. Do you see a speech where he actually just walked off the stage? Yes. I like that he has a stage in the middle of that yeah. thing. In the locker room. In the locker room. That's smart, by the way. Is it not? It is. Like, normally. It is smart because a lot of times you can't see the coach as much. Yeah, but yeah. Normally, coach has to say, bring it up, bring it up, mm -hmm. bring it up. You can only see like two layers because everybody's so fucking big and in pads. And you don't even know that behind them, there's still people sprinting in or whatever the case is. He's like, you know, I think the issue is you need to be able to fuck. When I'm talking, they need to. Can we build a fucking stage? He has a full stage. Oh, yeah. yeah the are. Rock was up there with yep. Mama Sanders. Yep. That's, I think it's brilliant. I think it's a really good idea. But he was fed up with them. Oh, so yeah. Done, yeah. Practice tomorrow. Tough, tough loss. Yeah, tough and we're practicing loss. tomorrow. They need that. That was a tough, tough loss. Are they going to bounce back from that? Is yeah. this the right team to bounce back? I think they are. This is the first time you're going to be really, yeah. you know? Tested. You know it's loud. You know it's loud on those, those mentions, those social media. Oh, yeah. You know it's a lot of shit coming their way. So uh, we're gonna see. Gut yeah. check. The Shredder halftime stuff that didn't help either. Yeah, his oh, social yeah. media person put out a link. Yeah. Because he knew every twenty nine nothing. A lot of action is coming to Shador Sanders' Instagram. Right. right. So in theory, social media person. Good idea. Good, Good idea. Yeah. A lot of people looking up Shador right now. Let's go into and then he come back. Catastrophic loss. Worst loss in the history of the fucking Colorado or whatever. It's like. Yeah. Oh, and this guy was trying to move shirts. I have to. Uh, he needs to focus on football. Okay. okay. Hey, maybe we worry about watching film more. Yeah. You know, maybe we. Worry, that's what people start saying. Oh yeah. And it's like you think Shador was the one that fucking was posting links in his story. Exactly. No. I don't think so. Absolutely not. But also, tighten up social media guy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Please. You're putting Shador in a bad spot. You're not supposed to put Definitely. Shador in a bad spot. No. You're supposed no. to put Shador in a better spot. You're supposed to take work off his table. But what are you doing? Is that yeah. Dion Jr.? You think he had to practice the next day, too? Hey. Yeah. Hunter posts. Yep. Yeah. Bingo. <laughs> Type them all Name out. Name them in the drafts. Hunter of them. Mm -hmm. Not sending any of them. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking fucking max characters, too. Exactly. Good speeches from me. That's right. Dion Sanders Jr. does do a fine job. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. I assume it was not Dion Sanders Jr., by the way, on Shador's thing. Probably not. Could have been the kid who was crying in the student section. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been a kid in Crying in students. Yeah, he lost mm -hmm. his house. No, just a big fan. Yeah. What did we learn from Marianne? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Loves ball. Not everybody's just a couple hundred thousand dollars on a game. No. I just always assume that, I guess. Yeah, that's because we are scumbags. And I'm sick of it. <laughs> I should have stopped. I was going to say, he did have yeah, a Yeah, he had a perfect switch. Yeah. Let's get the, the fuck out of here. Okay. Enough with the show. Okay. Okay? Okay. Enough with it. I'm sick of it. Yeah. We're watching a WNBA tonight. Can't yep. wait. Yep. We're watching hockey tonight. The Pittsburgh Penguins are beating the shit out of the Detroit Red Wings. Uh huh. Yep. That's in hockey town, pal. Who's favored? You guys are. Oh, oh easy barn. Oh. Hmm. Oh. Just wait. I cannot wait. The tides are turning, and you know it. I didn't like the fact that PK was like, he got started a little slow out the gate. It's like, well, that's not good. This is the only time we're supposed to be good. Yeah. We're an old team. That was like, one, that was one fresh. Well, yeah, we're fresh right now. We're not tired yet. We, 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 
We're supposed to be good out the gates. We're supposed to not ruin what we did at the beginning of the season, at the end of the season. That's how this Penguins team works. We're in a good spot. Oh, no. Are we going to be able to hold on? We're not. Doesn't, yeah. It doesn't matter. Based on what PK said, we could probably just fucking cancel the season tonight. Just <laughs> give, the, give the Golden Knights, you know, Lord Stanley for one more uh, go around the sun. And I fucking love the Golden Knights. I know you do. The Golden Knights have been very good to us. Yes, they have. Well, that being said, I grew up with Tom Barrasso in between the pipes. <laughs> Yeah. Ron Francis on the ice. That's mm-hmm. right. Okay, you're talking about Yarmer Yarg or the boys out there. Mm-hmm. Long way away. What? They're a long way Chris away. Chris Letang, Gio Malkin, mm-hmm. and Sidney Crosby have been together for yeah. 18 fucking years. And that just tells me they're old as poop. People are saying that. Mm-hmm. Your team's old as poop, too. But tonight? No, they're not. How many cups they won? Us? All of them. Uh, 18, 18 Just look years. at this. Please. Question. These Great. are the only stats that need Boom. to be seen. What? Pittsburgh Penguins, hockey, Don, are playing against the Detroit Red Wings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last Stanley Cup for the Pens, 2017. Yep. Okay, it's been too much time. We agree. Mm-hmm. We need to win another one soon. Sure. This is not like, we're not happy about this. Right. But we couldn't even fathom calling ourselves hockey, Don, and not having one since 2008. I yeah. was doing college. Over a decade? Oh, I was doing college uh, at that time. Uh, how many total cups do you guys have? Because I think we have 11. Don't start. And I think about that's it. more than Don't your team. Right? In the actual league? Or are you talking about it just in the actual I'm league? I'm talking how many Stanley Cups okay, yeah, have when you when hoisted? four teams in the like league. four teams, right? Yeah. That don't matter. That don't matter. We got 11. Sound like an asshole. Can't bring up the Celtics. Yeah, bingo. I never do. Because they don't really count. I am tremendously worried that... The Red Wings are going to win, and hockey season is going to be over for, for the show. Oh, no. I'm uh, very worried. Pittsburgh I'm a Golden Knights guy. Everybody knows I'm a Golden Knights guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Everybody knows yeah, that. We're safe. You know, Marianne Doe, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I'm not a hundo, you know, for two teams, mm-hmm. but I'm certainly probably good at 41% yeah. for okay. both teams. Okay, okay if that Eastern Conference, Western Conference. Everybody's got a second team in the Western Bingo. Conference. Bingo. Marianne Doe, yeah. if the Chargers were to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and the Vikings were to represent Boom. the NFC in the Super Bowl, she would have a night where her head would explode. Yeah. Wearing that Laura Hawk. We talked about this earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If the Penguins and the Golden Knights played in the Stanley Cup, that would be the hockey gods blessing us with the greatest Stanley Cup. A lot of black and gold. Let's just say, too, when's the last time the Penguins sent us a player, you know? Never, actually, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I don't think they followed you on Twitter for quite some time. Yeah, all right. There's yeah, a lot they're of worried about it's Puck, okay? No, they're not. Uh, they followed also, a lot of terrible people. Tony's yeah. from Pittsburgh and doesn't even like the Penguins. That's how you know you're not hockey town. It's not true. That's just how you know. I just don't like He likes the Pittsburgh Pirates, the worst baseball team in the history of baseball, more than the Penguins. Now, there was just a period where Penns fans got a little fucking chirpy like they were number one in the city. You're not. Okay? Bingo. That doesn't happen in Detroit, That's Michigan. That's because there is no number one in the city. Yeah, yeah right. we know. Okay, you don't have that problem in Detroit. We apologize. But I will say, I do appreciate the fact that Everybody does seemingly have that Red Wing up there in Detroit, you know. There's yeah. one mainstay, yeah. and it's where Red Wings fans. My entire life. But this is the first time any other team's been good. So let's see. True. Let's see how long that lasts. Right. You guys are going to look like the Flyers building last night. Yeah. Here, here no, 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 no. Because even when we had sucked, and we've had some bad years, that, that Little Caesars Arena always sold out. How about Gritty? That's not true. How about Gritty dropping down from the rafters awesome. in front of 14 people? Yeah, I can't have that. Did you see cool. this last night, AJ? 
I did not know. So obviously Gritty is uh, the Flyers mascot. He has come in with a lot of fanfare and buzz and attention because of how fucking ugly he is to mm -hmm. look at. You know, like that is kind of yeah, his freak. thing. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Look, it's a weird looking thing they created that certainly everybody got. But the Flyers, you want to talk about Stanley Cup? <laughs> You can't even say that no, with no. the Flyers whenever you do that, especially Jeez. as a Penguins. This is last night. Gritty's risking his life for this Flyers team. And nobody's seeing it. <laughs> no. Three games in the season. But they're going up you against it. You think it was a sold-out house, though, how he's reacting. No, he's still bringing his passion. Well, he knows that it don't matter how many people are here. Okay, if the Flyers are good, Flyers are bad, I'm going to bring a hundo every single time. So we respect him dropping down from the rafters and this death-defying start to a game. Well, that being said, NHL, you got to know, Phillies are playing right now. Yeah. There ain't time. Okay, there ain't time for both. It had nothing to do with the Phillies. They just absolutely stink this year. <laughs> the Philly or the Flyers suck? Oh, yeah. Again? Oh, no. Jeez. Bummer. I'm wearing the pants this year. Bring back Scotty Hartnell. No. Yeah. To hell with Scott Hartnell. Him and, Cross, him and the boys got into it a good bit. Is that his, right? his little curly hair, yeah. He's, That's a menace. Yeah, he was a problem. Yeah, he for was. a long, long time. He was. But look at Gritty, dude. <laughs> look at this guy. His fucking shadow just projected over a bunch of humans dressed like seats. Perfect. I mean, he looks awesome there. He looks amazing. Look at this guy, dude. I mean, oh, just. Man. Are you kidding me? This fucker's ready to die <laughs> for this team. Is he going to do this every game, or did he blow his wad on this <laughs> in front of... It's like a Plinko thing coming down here, just kind of bouncing around. I appreciate this. If this is going to be an every game staple, cool. But yeah. if not, why would we blow it? That was dumb. Terrible decision. Why would we do that? We should have waited. Say that for Christmas. Yeah, Flyers fans are a pretty passionate bunch. I've been on the receiving end of some I of I think their. that was their home opener. Wow. Oh, buddy. Jeez, they must really suck. So Gritty had been preparing for this all offseason. Yeah, well, boy. Probably started planning in March. Oh, my God. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> and then they were telling Gritty right beforehand, like, nobody's here. They you did sure? win. They beat Gumpy's uh, Vancouver Canucks Whoa. pretty handily. Not my Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Texas hockey. Dude. Yeah, you tried to push that agenda on P.K. Saban earlier, and he just didn't even acknowledge yeah. it. Well, yeah, he's, a Cowboy. he's a Cowboys fan. I mean, what? What, Big Mike fired? What are we talking about, PK? He did say that. Yeah, That's he wants tough. him out of town. Hey, PK was electrifying today, AJ. I know you didn't get to see most of it, but he was fucking awesome. He was really. We need to have him on he more. Is, yeah, he's he's really great on good. TV. See, my, I saw him on TV with Jeff Saturday. They're, they had a little co-mingling hockey and oh, football. Like yeah, that. they did sat him down with the pancakes. Hockey edition. Really? Yep. Mm. Jeff. Hey. Oh yeah. Yeah, all three days oh, yeah. this week. Oh yeah. How yeah. happy is he to be doing that oh, again, yeah. as opposed Ooh. to? All right, we yeah. gave up the biggest comeback in the history of the NFL. Thanks. Get to your meetings. Like, what was Jeff doing last year? Won his first he, game. He, he had to. Won that first game. Never forget. 1-0. He had to be so miserable. Oh, my God. Well, and then whenever he finds out he's not getting the job, it's like, I did all this just so I could maybe get the job. And you're like, go back to TV. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Fuck out of Indianapolis. You need to. <laughs> we don't we ruined your you. life, bro. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah, he'd be so happy though. When they get didn't that, pick him, get that call, hey Jim from Jim, hey come be the head yeah. coach. Yeah, yes. You kidding me? That would be hilarious. But then, as you find out, you got to do Ooh. bad stuff, actual stuff. It's like, oh fuck, everything I do is going to be judged heavily. I mean, I was doing pancakes last week. Yeah. Now it's time out before half. Not the fuck you thinking, Jeff? Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. 
It's a shit show. Got Bill Cower calling for his right. job. Mm-hmm. Everybody attacking him. This guy's disrespecting football. Everybody. It's like, what do you want me to do? Can we go say no. back to pancakes? Well, said, yeah. yeah, what do you want I'll me to do? do? It. I just hey, said yes. That's all I did. Sorry, yeah. The guy was like, we need somebody that knows the team to come in here. And Jeff's like, I guess I'll do it. And then four weeks into it, he's like, I've made a massive mistake. Oh, boy. <laughs> I have made a massive mistake. Jim Irsay's brother, this is great. <laughs> this is exactly what we need. You keep coaching this way. We're going to have the number four overall pick. Yeah, yeah. And we did, and now he's out for the season. Yeah. Full circle. Yeah, truly. Truly a full cir- full circle, circle story. I don't think he was We're the lead. Fucked, <laughs> we'll be all right. Huh? We'll be all right. No, you won't. It'll be all right. Gardner Minshew has got the Cleveland Browns this week. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That'll be nice. And then just think about the years, you know, like next year, it'll be AR's rookie season again. And CJ Stroud will have another year under his belt. And then the year after that, it'll be, you know, Anthony Richardson's second year in the system, you know? So like everything just keeps getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. And then all of a sudden every other team's good except for your own. Good news is the Titans will draft another quarterback that they won't be good. That was only third round, you know? Well, well they, they drafted another one this year. This oh, I f- yeah. forgot about Levis. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't even thought about going in the game the other day. No. no, no, no Malik no. Willis was out there making some plays and then end up, you know, it happened. It's hard to be a quarterback yeah. in the NFL. Competition this week, though. Who knows? Maybe Will Levis had a great week of practice. He can spin it from what I heard. And revenge body. Remember, uh-huh. he's single. Yeah. Yep. He he's a fucking and his body back. before it was a revenge body was absurd. So. Yeah. Okay, Will Levis, good luck. Some said two jocked. How come Vrabel didn't answer? You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> maybe call- maybe that's what he was trying to decide. I'm calling right now asking why he did the fair catch on a fucking kickoff in England. Yeah. <laughs> and is Levis starting? Yeah. And will he come on Friday to Columbus? Right. Are they in a buy or get they Yeah, they are. They are on a buy. Oh, that's probably why he's not picking up. He might be sipping a Mai Tai. Yeah, four o'clock. No, I don't think so. He's probably... Grinding over film, smoking yeah. heat. He's sipping tobacco. Has he replied yeah, to you at all? Or? You're right. Has it, he yeah, did you get a text or, or something? I got a sup. Okay. But then I responded with it, what was up. Yeah, and there was and no, nothing, nothing. There was no response. Just wanted to have a chat about the fair catch. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't do FaceTimes in season. Yeah, that's probably Maybe true. that's why. You should try calling Maybe him. Maybe he's scared. The phone. I don't know if I've ever done a FaceTime with Mike Vrabel. Yeah, I don't know if he's a big FaceTime guy. We're going to keep shooting our shot. Always. Because yeah. that fair catch thing can't happen. You know what I mean? What he did there. I respect yeah. Rapes. I love Rapes. Ohio guy. We need more of Rapeses. Yes, we're rooting for him. A lot more. But can't have him doing that. No. Because once they take away the kickoff, what are they going to do What's next? next? Uh-huh. What are you, you going to stand on it? What's that, AJ? Yeah, you're right. What's next? We can't let this thing get started. All right. Roger Goodell signed an extension. Congrats. Palm for that. 2027. Mm-hmm. Yeah, through. So that'll be 2028. This guy. Hey, I think he's the right guy for the job. He's Absolutely. Young, I think he's the right guy. Growing the, he's growing the game, that's for sure. What he has done, if you look at his resume, well, obviously Hall of Fame worthy, but he'll go into Hall of Fame because he was a commissioner for the NFL. That's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But it is warranted what he has accomplished with the NFL to be able to do this for as long as he is competent enough to continue to do this. They talked about Tagliabue and the other guy, like 63 and 65 are their ages. He's 64 right now, just signed this extension. It's like I, the way he talks and acts, it doesn't feel like he is anywhere near losing it, sharpness, nope. direction, leadership, decision-making, nope. not easy. There's a lot of stuff he has to do every single day, and uh, he's been crushing it. He is too scared to come on this show, though. Yeah, that is a bummer. Yeah. I do wonder if they talked about that whenever they were – 
finalizing the deal for you are a little bit scared though to go on uh with AJ McAfee and boys. Now he's got a little bit of job security, maybe he will, because he was worried about coming on here and, and messing up and saying something stupid uh-huh. and then no one would have would have extended it. I have actually never heard him mess up and say something stupid. Yeah, he's never talked to you. No. Yeah, yeah he right. Gets his questions probably a month in advance. Whoa! Debut. Botch. Why does everybody think everything's D-butt. a work? Yeah, he's I mean, behind that's the not, curtain. That's not like, it's three months. You know, is that somebody knew that? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's not getting off the cuff questions. No, what? What about called him Mr. Goodall? He had no idea what she was going to ask. Those were off. The oh, yeah, yeah, that's different. When he was talking to the subcommittee. Yeah, yeah but it's not. He just pledged. Do you Steve, think Steve this is asked some tough stuff too? So did he? He did. What was he asking? All non-happy stuff. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm not asking about all happy stuff if he ever comes on this show, anyways. Oh, cheers. First of all, full-time refs. What are we doing? Hey. Roger, big fan. If you ever come on the show, here's what I'm probably going to ask about. Mm-hmm. Boom. Full-time refs. Yep. We, need, we need to figure out why and how. Kickoffs being the target of changing changing football as a whole. When do we stop? When do we just agree that football is a tough sport? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot. And then now we're talking about world domination, mm-hmm. Europe games, Germany games, right. Australia games. Now we're diving into all of it. The fast plane. Boom. Super fast plane. Jet yeah. engine to get us back and forth from London to New York in like three hours. Yep. Is that what we're waiting yep. on? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just told you. Now, I don't know if there's more stuff that'll pop up, too, which is always, I, I guess, Maybe. the fear. It could. That could be the fear. Well, if I give him this answer about this, what's that going to lead to? Good yeah. question, because who knows? <laughs> yeah, no idea. How many edibles are Where are we doing this at? Exactly. Is this in Indiana? Welcome to the Thunderdome. Yeah, welcome to the Thunderdome, bro. Yeah. All good, though. Yeah. Maybe. Have a fun conversation. I got a couple lined up. Now, that is one I do wonder how many will bounce around the room for. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> you know, that is. Pop up on these whiteboards. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Show, this, show these whiteboards. That This is how this show operates, by the way. These boys have whiteboards. And <laughs> after, I don't know, we have like a five-minute conversation with the person. I have a five, six-minute conversation with the person. I will, we go full screen on the guest, and then the boys are like, uh, all right, here we go. This is what I want to ask a question about. This is what I want to ask a question about. So it's like, okay, if it naturally ends up coming up, boom, we know where we're headed to. But there's sometimes where the boys don't have any questions, and they just write on there like, this guy fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Or like, yeah. this is an embarrassment. Get this mark out of here. Yeah, and it is. It, those are really good times that only we get to enjoy. Mm-hmm. But if you listen close enough, when somebody's on a full screen, and you hear a couple those in the back. Yeah. That is not your headphones. That is not your speaker. No. That is some asshole over here utilizing the dry erase board to say something that is not anywhere near needed at the situation. Yeah. Boom. I mean, that's probably what I'd. Boom. Th- these, yeah, this is what the boys would do. Yeah. Oh. Aaron. Oh. Yeah, boom. Whoa. Yeah. What is that's, that? That's, that's the problem. That's the problem. You know, that's why this show will always stink. Because that's potential at any time. Well, we appreciate you guys for watching. Let's get the hell out of here. Uh, it's been a great Wednesday. It's been a great week thus far. Tomorrow, nice Thursday night football Thursday. Here we go. Let's go. Week seven. Already. Holy teams shit. Teams playing. Wow. Six teams on a bye. So this is the first weekend where we really will feel that bye. Let's get our eyes on. We'll get our eyes closer on the teams that are playing. Boom. Yeah, let's do that. Because we can examine yeah. a little bit deeper into the details of what this game's going to do. Like, for instance, the weather coming to the East Coast. Exactly. Let's have an all-winning weekend. Boom. Let's let's pick this slate perfectly. Yeah. Again. Let's do that, AJ. I'm in. I'm due. I am absolutely due. Let's do that, D-Butt. Yes. Go. Boys. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is the week yeah. where we win every bet. 
think so. Every prognostication that we make on college ball right. and on the NFL is going to be 100% right. This is the greatest week of all time. Boom. Let's go, boys. All Good right. Money. Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. Woo. It might change our life. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye.